Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for same race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. All right, you're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. And Monday, the 16th of August. And what a Monday it was too. The Warriors, three from three. We had a chat to Tony Kemp. We had a chat to Jamie Wall as well about the, well, lack of maybe a crowd at Eden Park on the Saturday just being to watch the All Blacks do a demolition job. On the Wallabies and the man front and centre of that was Aaron Smith. Absolute standout player. And he came out with a couple of beauties on our show as well. It was, oh, it was great to get Aaron on. Had to bring some positivity back after, well, Tony Kent just threw the Warriors <laughs> right under the bus. So great to chat to the <laughs> Nug. And he brought out an absolute gem. Give us one word explaining Brody Retallick's swing. And he said, out gate. That's three words, Nug. Go back to school and you're listening to the Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Right now at Chemist Warehouse, find Codril day and night, cold and flu, 24 tablets, just $12.99. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast on ECNZ. Kia ora and good morning to all of Aotearoa. It is Monday the 16th of August and this is Baz and Izzy for breakfast. On SCNZ, we are by Kiwis and we are for Kiwis. And it is just after 6 a.m. in the morning and we have got another huge week lined up for you all. And we've got a big day lined up too. We have plenty going on after what was a wonderful weekend to be an All Blacks and Warriors supporter. So much sport from around New Zealand and also around the globe. And also plenty of activity coming out of the big smoke and none better to talk us through it all than my good friend and co-host Izzy Dad. Good morning brother. Good morning Baz. Great to be back on a nice frosty cold Christchurch morning. Uh, 6.05 I was walking out here nearly slipped on my deck because it's that cold but no mate it was a wonderful weekend of sport like you just said. Lydia Co. maybe our chat to Lydia was, was quite inspirational man. She is so consistent at the moment. With her sport and her player, hopefully we can get her on again. I'll start pestering her her communications and see if we can get her on to chat 
what's just transitioned over at the Scottish Open. But no, wonderful weekend in the big smoke and great to be home to see the family. My mate, how was your weekend? It was good, you, but you make a very valid point as Lydia Ko, outstanding after coming on the show. The Warriors, well, they're three on the bounce after after Nathan Brown <laughs> but why coming was? on the show. Yeah, the All Blacks, dominant. Well, who have we had? Well, we've had a few All Blacks. We had the All Black captain, Sam Kane, came on the show the other day. So pretty much, if you want a performance out of your sporting team, <laughs> come and see Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ, <laughs> and good things will happen. Even the punts, the punts are up. The punters club dominant. Seven twenty, we tipped out seven twenty the other day. Dominant. We'll get onto that later on, on when uh, when Louis talks his love racing stuff. But pretty much, we're we started pretty good, mate. We're just performances <laughs> flying for all those who turn up. But I had a good weekend, mate. Um, I was actually went with Liz. We went over to the Mount, Mount Monganui, yep. and um, and stayed with uh, Lance Bridge O'Sullivan and a couple of good mates and and um, Andrew Seabrook, Graham Richardson, and their partners, and and played a bit of golf, had a few nice. beers, watched a bit of watched a bit of rugby, had a few punts. It was it was a great weekend actually, mate. But How was the golf? You were mate? Up How was the golf? Oh, I'm I'm struggling with my golfers, to be honest. Maybe I just <laughs> I need to play more. You know? Yeah. I just That'll help. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I enjoyed it though. I actually played a couple of ripping courses. We played the mount, which was first time playing there. The greens were unbelievable. And then um played a little golf course up in Papamoa. I can't actually remember quite what it's called now, Sunning Hill or something. And it was a beauty just right up on top of the um, hill there in, in Papamoa. So it was good, mate. But you, so you were, you were in Auckland for Friday and then you did the test match Saturday and then you mm. got home yesterday and, and, uh, and all was good at home, mate. Yeah, all was good. All was good. It was good four days up in Auckland. Just uh, watching the test match. We'll we'll cover that a bit soon, uh, uh, a bit later on in the show. But yeah, it was a great weekend. But got home yesterday, and as soon as I landed, the wife was like, "Come on, we're going to Ashburton." And I was like, oh, "Okay, what are we going here for?" Jump in the car, <laughs> driving an hour to Ashburton. Just what I want to do after four days in Auckland. Yes, I was so pumped. This is the most quietest <laughs> drive I've ever done. But anyway, driving to Ashburton, and so what we've gone and done. We've gone and bought a puppy, mate. We've gone and bought a dog. So we went. Yeah, it's, it, it, I was a bit apprehensive at the start, you know, like dogs. They're pretty. Um, I don't know if you've got a dog, but you know they take a lot of work, and it's pretty much like having a third child. Um, so on the way there, I was pretty. Uh, you know, do we need one? You know, you got to feed them, got to look after them, got to train them up, and blah blah blah. But anyway, turn up to this house, and we're going and driving in, and there's nine pups, nine golden retriever pups in this little cage. And I drive in, mate, my heart drops, and I see this little bait, this little puppy, and I'm just like. Okay, I'm sold. I'm sold, mate. I was so pumped. I was so happy. I, I put my ego to the side. This ain't about you, Dag. Put it to the side. We drove in, and I saw this little pup, and I picked it up, mate, and I put it in my hand. I was sniffing it, giving it a little kisses, and uh, I'll be honest, mate, I fell in love. Fell in love with this little golden retriever. Um, my, my wife, Daisy, grew up with golden retrievers, and... Um, yeah, so we, we purchased one. So we go back in two weeks, pick it up, and bring it home. And on the way there, my daughter always wanted a pussycat. She was like, I want a pussycat. Can we get a pussycat? And I was like, no, we're getting a puppy. And she's like, I want a pussycat. You know, little kids, three-year-old, demanding <laughs> everything. 
Um, and, but then after we left there, Tilly was crying because she wanted to take the puppy with us back to Christchurch. But I said, no, it needs two more weeks with um, with mum, and then we'll come back and pick her up. So, yeah, we, we bought a, a girl golden retriever yesterday, mate, which was good which on awesome. Have you got a dog? I do. I've got a, um, a three-quarter husky quarter Alsatian. His name's Bowie, as in David Bowie. Nice. He's a weapon, mate. He's good. We've got, mate, we've... You'll be you'll be the same as us soon. So we it started off, you know, like a couple of cats. So we got a couple of cats. Mm. We've got uh, Louie and Moki are our two cats, rescue cats actually. And then we got a dog, so we got Bowie, and then we got guinea pigs. Don't even know their names. Guinea <laughs> pigs. And then we've got Wow, um, didn't put yeah, that. What are they like? Uh, boring. And then um <laughs> and then we've, got, <laughs> we've obviously got horses. What do they do? <laughs> what do guinea pigs do, mate? Nothing. Like, mate. They just That's pretty cute. Oh, <laughs> Wait, can you do that again? What do they do? Beautiful. And then we've got oh. horses, and then I was, and and then we got some cattle. Although we've got no cattle at the moment, we've got some more coming. So we're like, it's like Noah's Ark, mate, at our place. Just animals <laughs> absolutely everywhere. And then May is just on me about getting a pony as well, which we'll get at some point too, but. So you'll be there, you'll be there shortly too. You'll just be having animals everywhere on on the life sentence block. Did you get a name for? Yeah. Have you named your dog yet or not? Uh we haven't named. Um, look, we 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 asked Tilly what, what any name. She was like, I want to name it Pinky. Pinky. I want to name it Pinky. I'm like, no, you can't name it Pinky. Uh, I think we've we've come. The uh, like only name I've heard, and this is from Daisy. She likes she likes Nala, like Nala off um the Lion King. So she likes Nala. Yep. So I think we'll probably just call yep. it. Call it Nala, uh, but yeah, I'll pump, mate. Two weeks. Oh, I'm looking forward to getting this little pup. Um, obviously, a lot of training involved. Uh, this this house is probably going to be tuned to bits. There's going to be poop all over the house. But um, looking forward to the challenge of getting this wee puppy, mate. But I've had another bit of a shambles too, bears. Um, so over the weekend, I was in Auckland and Daisy rang me on Saturday. So what had happened is little Tilly, my darling little Tilly. I'll keep bringing her up. She's she's a little darling, but she had a bit of a no-no. Had a bit of a nightmare on the weekend. So my Arlo was sick and he was in bed and Daisy was talking about maybe running him a bath. So Tilly was th- thought it was a great idea. She was like, okay, without telling Daisy, she said, I'm going to go make it be a good sister and I'm going to go run Arlo a bath. So she runs into our room, fills up the, the bath, um, puts the plug in, starts filling up the bath. But, you know, little kids, they get distracted with the simplest things. So she runs off, leaves the bath running. Anyway, I think an hour later, Daisy goes down to the room and just put a jacket on to go outside. And our whole room is flooded. It is absolutely <laughs> flooded. So she walks oh, in, no. the bath's overflowing, the ensuite's full of water, the whole bedroom, this brand new carpet that we imported from Dubai that oh, took about no. 700 years to get here, is chopped, was covered in water. So all yesterday, I've, um, I've rung up... Uh, some some carpet guys and they bought in two dehumidifiers, two blowers. So my whole room's just—it's like you're in a freezer. Um, it's got fans going off left, right, and centre. It's got blowers going everywhere. Um, and, and I just walked in this morning. So I slept with Tilly last night. Daisy slept with Arlo. So we're we're sleeping in different beds. Thanks, Daisy. Uh, thanks, Tilly. I've just been away for four days. Wouldn't have minded the cuddle last night, but that's okay. We'll get there later. That's <laughs> all right. We'll make up for it later. Um, so uh, yeah. So we slept in separate beds. I've gone in the room. It's still a little bit damp, but I'm just a little bit. 
weary. So if anyone out there that's quite handy uh, knows their stuff about wet carpets, I'm worried about the the um, the cupboards. You know the so it's gone through into yeah. our walk-in wardrobe and it's gone throughout the other side. Yeah, so like the skirting, should I be worried about the skirtings along the bottom? Or I don't even know if there's are skirtings along the bottom. Is that what you call it, builders? Keen boys, let me know if you're listening. The keen builders that built my house, if I should be worried about anything or, or any of the drawers. You know, because we spoke about it before, Bears. Maybe they, sometimes those drawers, if they get a bit wet, they start expanding and things like that. So just a little bit worried I you uh, about be, it. You want to be hitting up your insurance agent too, your insurance broker, because mm. that could be a... You don't know what that, you know. Is it not that bad or is it bad? Uh, well, it's hard to know. It's hard to know. Uh, the carpet was definitely wet and, and very bad, but I've, I haven't really looked too closely to the um, to the drawers and had a look underneath. But I, I guess I'd have to get onto that because, uh, yeah, it's 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 pretty it's a pretty touchy subject, especially yesterday when I rang this guy and he's, yeah, mate, yeah, mate, I'll come out, mate, yeah, 200 bucks delivery, 200 bucks this, and I was like, hey, come on, bro, I just need some help, I just need some fans, he's charging me an arm and a leg, but Daisy's like, just do it, just do it, and I'm like, chilly, it's already charging me, costing me my bloody life savings, so, um, yeah, pretty That's pretty tough weekend, but... Broker. So, hey, hey, one other yeah. thing, so... So not only mm-hmm. just spend a couple hundred bucks there, well, potentially a couple hundred bucks there, and you got a new puppy. But how was um how was Auckland? Did you ever like? Did, we had a bit of a chat on Friday. <laughs> had a little bit of a chat on Friday, and I was sort of sh- dagged with yes, short odds to make it past ten yeah. thirty p.m. Yeah. on Friday yeah. in the big smoke. Would I have yeah collected? What was I paying? I was paying dollar forty to go out past. Past ten thirty, wasn't I? Yeah. Uh, well, if if you put a thousand on that, you would have made what four hundred buck, four hundred buck. Yeah. Oh, so, oh, so I got made... paid. Wait, easy put one dag. I'm like Winks, mate, and they're primed. You know he's gonna go good in Auckland. You know he go good in Auckland. So, ah, uh, yeah, I made a bad choice. I went out past ten thirty, but hey, we don't have to touch on that anymore, okay, Baz? It's just, yeah, yeah. It was. Uh, <laughs> she was uh, we had to acknowledge it. Now let's move. On. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dollar forty, uh, mate. Real good odds. Next, next time I'll be a dollar three. <laughs> <laughs> All right, very good, very good. So, anyone out there who can help Izzy with his little predicament around his carpet drying, maybe give us a little heads up and maybe just get in touch with us. Say Izzy on double eight, double three, and just give the Ismeister a little bit of a helping hand to sort his his issue out from the overflowing bath. Um, well, right, we're going to talk plenty of things today, bro. We've got the All Black Stadium's going to be a situation we want to chat through right. later on. We've got Jamie Wall on, who is a top rugby writer and author, and, and he was at the Bledslow on Saturday, so it'll be interesting to get his thoughts in around that. We've got Tony Kemp back as well, the former Warriors coach, because the Warriors are on a heater. They're three from three, and they are alive in this competition and then we've got a standout player from last, from Saturday night, a 100-test veteran who binned us the other day, but he's going to front this morning. The great Azza Smith is going to come on, Baz and Izzy for breakfast. And you are listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast, and it's coming up. It is 16 minutes past six on a Monday. And a big thanks to the Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. 
Happy mo- Monday morning at 21 minutes past six on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Double eight, double three is the text number. And if you want a good night's sleep on a temper bed valued at $10,000 for text of the month, get texting. How can how can you help Izzy with this flooding situation? That's an absolute nightmare down there in Ahoka. Text of the week wins a temper pillow worth $299. is the Kennard's Hire phone line if you want to give them some advice that way too. But it was a huge weekend of sport as well as flooding. All the the All Blacks kind of flooded the Wallabies out at Eden Park, didn't they, Baz? Yeah, they sure did. Um, I see some comments from Sonny Bill. We touched on it heading into the weekend, and Izzy, you were strong on it. That it, that old young the golfer, Mister Callaway, he was uh, he was a silly boy for making those comments about the loss <laughs> of the All Blacks aura. And Sonny Bill's made some comments post the game saying that that would have been a very motivating factor for the All Blacks, and they would have, in fact, had up on the wall, the walls of the dressing room, they would have had some of the articles which said that Andrew Callaway would uh, felt that the aura of the All Blacks had been lost, and that would have been mm. something that really got them going, and they looked like they had a fair amount of passion about how they played on Saturday, and, and, uh, and they absolutely put the Wallabies away with a record score. So you must have been, you covered the game as well, Wiz. You must have been pretty impressed with it all. Yeah, I was very impressed, um, but I'm I'm not surprised. Uh, yet I spoke to a few of the players afterwards, and if you watch um, my Rico Yuani post-match interview, he actually talked about, uh, and he didn't really touch on Andrew Callaway, but he said about a lot of things being said uh, during the week, and, and I, like I spoke about it last week, and Sonny covered it um, in his kind of chats over, over with Stan Sport in Australia. You do not need to give the All Blacks ammo. They are looking for things. They are they are searching for things that will that will give them motivation. And with someone like that, and even Dave Rennie's come out and said, look, he doesn't mean it like that. He was meaning it in, in a different way, but it sounded like that. And there was things that have been said. And I heard in that game on the weekend, actually, that there was a lot of chat going about on the field between each of the Australian players yeah, and right. the Kiwi players. Yeah, I heard there was a little bit of niggle um, speaking to a couple of lads afterwards. So, yeah, look, mate, they don't need any ammo, and, and, and Andrew Callaway just provided that. And you saw the backlash, 57-22. I know it, in that first half it was a lot tighter, and there's still things, a few things that need to be um, you know, lined out. But, yeah, it was just, just easy ammunition for these All Blacks boys. They listen to it, they hear it, and when you question... The team's aura, mate. <laughs> no surprises that, that that the boys are going to do that, and and what it does for for ammunition for the boys. What about Aaron Smith, mate? He was just electric, wasn't he, on the weekend? I know we're going to get well, he's on a little bit later on in the show, and we're looking forward to having him, especially after the banter that we can throw at him for for booking us last week. But timing's <laughs> everything in life, right? They reckon it's better to be born lucky than born riches, and well, we're lucky because after his game in the weekend to get him on on a Monday morning is very, very privileged. But he was brilliant, wasn't he? He is, mate, he's just like a fine, he's just like a good good fine wine, mate. He just keeps getting better with age. And I just just the way he goes about it, he hasn't lost any speed. His, his, his number one thing is passing. His passing is always on a platter. And when you've got guys like Rico, um, Akira Iwani, a Brody Ritalik, a Nipo Laulala, you know, guys that are ball runners, Savia, and you got guys that are like that that can break games open, they can break defenses open, and but then you've got an Aaron Smith, and 
And he's like, mate, just just get anywhere. If you put yourself in position, whether it's 10 metres away from me, whether it's 25 metres away from you, every time that ball will be right in front of you on a platter. And when you've got a halfback that can hit you anywhere on the field, mate, it just does wonders for your attack. And that's what he bought on that weekend. Every pass was on the money. His his work around that one, two, three defender, you know, he went down that short side, um, stepped uh, with someone and, and set up that try for, for Cody Taylor on the inside. That, if you watch those little bit, bits of his game, every decision he makes is great. So I'll be, I can't wait to chat to, to Nuggy and see what makes him click. He was actually in the warm-up. I don't know if you've seen him. When he walked out, he's wearing something around his um, around his waist. It was like he had like a like some. I was. Oh, I want to ask him about it. He had this funny thing in the warm up that was, just, and I wasn't a weightless as bad. Had all these like red lights on it. It had like all these little numbers on it and things like that. I don't know what it is. Do you I know, know what, what it is? Those are. Yeah, yeah, they're those um, heat uh, massaging um, uh, belt things. You put it on there, and it just keeps you back warm and. Um, and I saw ah. in his documentary, they, they covered him this year in a documentary, and he mentioned how he uses that because he can get a stiff back in that. So he uses that to just to keep himself going. Um, I also thought he might have been listening to us last week when we were talking about the Ultimate Warrior, and so he's just trying to put the <laughs> WWE belt around leading into the game. Um, mate, there was, so the, there was some brilliant stuff on the field, but there's one glaring um, issue from Saturday night, and that was the crowd size at... Um, yeah, at Eden Park. Well, they say in twenty five thousand, but shit, it didn't look like twenty five thousand there. I know we always like to oversell things, but it didn't look as many as that to my eye. Nah, it was. It's a. It's an interesting uh, subject. It was. I was talking to my good friend uh, Henry after the game, and he went to the stadium with a couple of mates, and, and the guys were saying, "Look, you can't beat." A test match, All Blacks test match at Eden Park. So these girls have come over from UK or, or they're, they're from somewhere in, somewhere else around the world and they've never been to the All Blacks game. So they turn up and they're like, oh, it's a little bit empty. It's a little bit, um, you know, there's not many not many uh, people at the stadium here and, and, and the atmosphere. And, and then someone asked me, have you ever played in an All Blacks game that hasn't been full? And I was like, no, I've never played in one that's, that's half full like that. So it'll be interesting to see what Aaron Smith says about it later if he actually felt the effects of, 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 of a half-empty stadium and things and that go behind the scenes. So, look, I don't know. Talking to a few of the staff early before the game, like, um, about it and, and what the numbers are, if there is any other options, it'll be... Look, I don't know all the details behind it, but I just think they could have probably done a bit more to... to um, to sell those tickets. I know the prices for the stadiums are pretty expensive. I think they're like top tickets are 220, middle tickets are about 140. Um, yeah, the, the cheap tickets are still like 80 bucks. So I reckon they probably could have done a bit more um, just selling a bit more cheaper tickets to, to get people into the stadiums because, yeah, it wasn't a nice uh, feeling and I'll, I'll be interested to know if anyone went to the game, what you thought about it. Give us a text on double eight double three, and uh, if you thought it was, if it made the watching a, a bit less more of an excitement, uh, a bit more of a spectacle, you know what I mean, Baz? Something like that? Yeah, definitely. That's a good point, actually. Double eight double three. Let us know what you thought of the crowd on Saturday night at Eden Park and what could the New Zealand Rugby Union have done differently to attract a better crowd for one of our feature mm. test matches and series. And the All Blacks raised the Bledisloe Cup in front of a half-empty stadium, which is not ideal for what we're wanting as sporting fans. But 
I'm sure we'll talk that later on, and also so will Ian Smith um, as as the day goes on too. But plenty more to get to as well. We've got, gee, we've got a whole host of things, including the Warriors. Gee, I was happy with the Warriors yesterday. I thought they did a good job, and they could have run in a few more tries, but they got the job done against the Bulldogs and put another couple of points in the bank, and now they just sit two, I think it's two points outside the top eight, and they still have a rel relatively comfortable run home. So it'll be good to get Tony Kemp to talk us through that later on. He's been a crack up for us when he's come on already, and we're looking forward to getting him back on, and also his horse just asked me, got the lollies in the weekend too. But anyway, we're coming up at 6.30, which means that it's Trudy with the news for Kubota. Together, we're shaping and building New Zealand. Thank you, Trudy. 28 minutes away from 7am here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. And it's time for a Love Racing update, loveracing.nz. They are racing's biggest fan. Let's take a little bit of this in, lads, because this was amazing from the weekend. What a marvel Tallyho Twinkle Toe was in the Grand National Steeplechase. Well, I'm a lap early there, so that's that's no good, is it? That's no good for anyone. So this is the issue with steeplechase. They take about five minutes. It's Nellio Twinkletoes brained them by about 12 or so lengths there. So while I talk, I'll wait for him to get around the lap. Uh, it's an incredible effort. Grand National Hurdle, Grand National Steeplechase, Grand National uh, in Australia, then the Australian Steeplechase and Hurdle. He's done the double-double. Sean Phelan, that's four. It was an amazing effort down there at Rickerton Park. It was actually some good racing down there at Rickerton. Just ask me, Tony Kemp. Horse uh, one as well. Belt Road got us the cash in the last. It was a fantastic day and a fantastic carnival. So well done to the Rickett and Jockey Club for putting that on. There was racing up at Tarapa as well, where we saw some nice horses go around. Unfortunately, Bowden and Sherwood Forest, their track was too heavy for them. But I tell you what, midway through August, spring racing is really nearly here. The good ones are starting to come back, including we had a little bit of a a safari sighting over at Caulfield, um, Elephant, for Emily Brown and David Brown, a New Zealand Raider over there at Caulfield. Four from four, we spoke about it. Well, it went over there. It's five from five now. Got the cash in Australia. A very good effort. Congratulations to the Browns. What an exciting horse we have on the, our hands here. And another Kiwi or ex-Kiwi that was racing in Australia, Baz, was 720 which you gave us the grass oil on on Friday or Thursday. I can't remember. Uh, yeah, oh, I can't remember either. Was it Thursday or Friday? I mean, look, in the end, you just got to listen to get paid, don't you? If you listen up, <laughs> I think Smitty's four-leg multi got up, so you get paid there. If you listen to the good oil on Saturday, Ocean's Away got them paid there. If you had to listen to us leading into it, Louis Belt Road, and then I was giving you 720. Now, I have to have a little shout-out here as well because the 720 oil came from a man called Chris Moore who is, if you follow him on Twitter, is outstanding at tipping. So he gave me the 721. He follows a lot of the form out of the New Zealand trials and especially horses, New Zealand horses that go to Australia. And that was obviously a, a former Karaka uh, Million uh, runner who had gone over to Australia and got the chocolates on on Saturday and paid about three dollars fifty, I think, as well, Louis. So there was enough in there. That was seven twenty. So yeah, there's enough going on. If you follow us, you can definitely make a quid. We're not going to make you a quid every day, but we're going to make you a quid occasionally. There's also some trials, Louis, at um at 
uh, Tarapa today. I've got one in there. Tabata, my Savabil mare, is in there today. So I'm looking forward to going over and watching her trial up over the 11, uh, 10.50 or 11.50. 10.50, I think it is, on the grass. So I'm looking forward to that. Beautiful. It's an exciting time of year. Lots of fast ones coming back and trialling up and coming to the races. And double eight, double three. the texters have come and they've responded to your crowd situation. Izzy, there's a couple of nice texts there about maybe looking as to why some theories going around why that stadium was looking a bit strange on Saturday night. Yeah, the crowd issue is purely due to two games in the same spot. I'm sure if that was in Wellington or Dunedin, it would have been packed out. Yeah, so that's a fair fair um, summation there and I'm kind of I try to allude to that with um, the staff of the All Blacks before the game and I think they said look logistically 10 days out I don't know if it's achievable um, there's always also all these Bunnings NPC going on at the moment and I think logistically for these test matches to happen there has to be a lot of work done at the stadium so Look, I don't know. It'll be interesting to get... I'll be keen to get someone on from the NZI actually to chat about this, and I'm pretty sure Smithy might already have that one ticked over. So if you want to hear that kind of chat, um, listen to Smithy later on today. But it'll be interesting to see that. And then there's another text here. Hey, boys, did you notice it was actually the cheapest $80 tickets that didn't sell? The terraces and West Stand and corners were empty. They were cheap seats. So price... So they price normal, everyday Kiwis out of the game. $80 is expensive for a group of mates or a family, and I agree. That is a, that is a fair, fair text message there, Baz. Yeah, well, you didn't have all the answers for that first one, is, but you all have all the answers for what's coming up next, and that's Quizzy Dag. Quizzy Dag is coming up <laughs> next to take on the Is Master. You could win a $50 bonus bet with TAB, so you have to call. What's the number, Izzy? It's 0800-150-811. Give us a call. And you could take on the Is Master, the Quiz Master. It is 6.37 in the morning on a Monday. And you're listening to Baz and Izzy for Breakfast on SNZ. 18 minutes away from 7 o'clock. Before the top of the hour, we will get to our next countdown in the Rebel Sport Top 25 as well. It's an exciting moment for all of you motorsport fans. Double eight, double three is the text number. Majority stayed at home to watch the Manly Seagulls destroy the Parramatta Eels. Thanks, Craig. That, <laughs> that was a, a pretty good performance. Remember, when you text, you could be the text of the week taking a pillow from Temper Valued at 299 or the text of the month, the Big Kahuna. A prize of ten thousand dollars. Oh eight hundred one five oh eight eleven. It's time for Quizzy Dag. So call the Kennard's higher phone number right now to be involved. It's Quizzy Dag. A quiz for the ages to prove yourself. The quiz master, the is master, stay with me. Or oh, this might be an absolute disaster. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, hey, if you think you got what it takes, give us a call on 0800 150 811. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what time it is. Callum, mate, Callum, mate. We've got Callum online. And you know what? No one's ever won the quiz straight off the bat. So, Callum, I hope you win it because I think there's actually a few tactics that's been, you know, trying to wrangle around this quiz. You know, I think. Simon's won it the last four or five times. He's technically called it in the right time. So, Callum, I hope you win it, mate. You know the you know the rules. Five questions, get them all right. You win fifty bucks courtesy of the team at TAB. You ready, Callum? Yep, ready, mate. All right, bro. Here we go. Hello? Easy one to start. What 
What was the score in the Bledisloe Cup game two on the weekend? What was the score? 57-22. Beautiful, mate. Great start. Floyd Mayweather finished his professional boxing career with zero losses in how many wins? 50. Beautiful. He's a sports <laughs> fanatic. Here we go. Mary Fisher competed in two Paralympic Games in which sport? Um, Mary uh, Fisher. Five. Uh, swimming. Four. Ping! Beautiful. Beautiful. Number four, mate. You're going good. Which player has scored the most goals in English Premier League history? Alan Shearer. Oh, he's coming good. He's coming oh. good. Callum, to bring it home, mate. To bring it home. How many IndyCar races has Scott Dixon won in his career? <laughs> How many races right. or championships? How many races, car races, has Scott uh, Dixon won in his career? Five, four. 21. Three. Oh, oh. Callum, Callum, sorry, mate. Sorry, Callum, you were so close, mate. I was hoping you were going to bring it home. That's a tough question. That's a tough question, Baz, but hey, I've always been questioned. You can't just give it away. So 0800-150-811, one more question left. If you think you can got what it takes, and pretty much I know 100% of you are Googling it right now, so next one, the call is going to win 50 <laughs> bucks. So 0800-150-811. I wonder whether you need... The, like whether we need to change that last question so that people can't Google it, or is Googling it part of the quiz? Is that kind uh, of just part part of the fun? Well, I don't. I wouldn't. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Like tomorrow, we might have to change it if, if we get to the last question because Googling is part of the fun. Uh, but it's too easy. So Jordan, Jordan, morning, morning, Jordan. I know you're pretty much going to get it. So end it now. What do you got? Uh, Fifty-one. <laughs> well done, Jordan. See this quiz, Baz. This quiz. Well done, Jordan. Stay online, mate. You won fifty bucks courtesy of the team at TAB. See, Baz, it's, it's tactically smart from a lot of these people. They know that someone. I wish Callum. That is a tough question. That last one. He, you know, fifty-one races. He would have been an absolute sports freak if he got that one. But that's tactically this quiz is like that, mate. So, yep, well done, Jordan. You're the winner, mate. You're, you're running a very efficient quiz now. I feel like you're, you're really getting it done. Like, you're just to the point. You're very strong. Like, a little bit of carrot, a fair amount of stick. I think it's, it really suits you, that sort of style, actually. Is What about the, what was the fishing, uh, the swimming question? Fishing question. The swimming question? Mary Fisher competed in two Paralympic Games in which sport? And he guessed that one. It was great. On the money. It's a good name for a swimmer, isn't it? Fisher. Yep. It's <laughs> <laughs> oh, a Paralympics actually on a coming Monday. up, mate. We've got to, we'll, we'll start talking some Paralympics soon, too. We've got oh, Sophie Pascoe. She's over there at the moment. It'll be interesting to see if she can bring home some medals. So, awesome work. Looking forward to watching our Paralympians represent New Zealand well over in the Paralympics in Tokyo. Definitely we are, mate. Absolutely well done. Good quiz, Izzy. Excellent. You are really coming into your own as the quiz master. He is master. Uh, it's Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ, and we're coming up 12 minutes to 7. We have plenty more to come.
Baz and Izzy for breakfast. It is seven minutes away from uh, seven minutes away from seven o'clock, and it's an exciting time right now because we get to look at one of our legends. Another another moment in our top twenty-five countdown for Rebel Sport. For Rebel Sport, celebrating twenty-five years of helping Kiwis find their win. It's New Zealand's top twenty-five sporting moments from the last twenty-five years. Number fifteen. to Scott Dixon. Remember, he finished second here last year. That's Buddy Lazier in front of him, the 1996 winner. Lazier, seven come on, laps come on, down. Come on, come on, come on, not in between. Clear, bring it home now, bring it home. You heard him, bring it home. He's down the backstretch. Remember, at the beginning of the day, we talked about the perfect storm. Well, for Scott Dixon, his storm started last year at Chicago when he lost the race and the championship on the final turn of the final lap of the final race. But not today. Coming through turn number four, Scott Dixon is going to complete his perfect storm with a win at the Indianapolis 500. Exceptional. Take your time and away to those people, Scott. Great job, man. Scott Dixon, 2008 Indy 500, the perfect storm. Not today was the call, and it was not today where he was. He he didn't make it. He went on to do what he was very proud to have achieved. Scott Dixon, he won the race from pole position, becoming the first and only Kiwi driver to win the race. The Indy 500 is generally considered to be one of the biggest motorsport events in the world. Draws in a staggering viewership every year. Dixon would go on to win his second IndyCar championship that year, and his accomplishment earned him the New Zealand Sportsman of the Year at the 2008 Helberg Awards. Dixon said that he was shocked and dumbfounded following his win. And despite going on to win four more IndyCar series, he has not achieved, managed to achieve another win in the Indy 500, showing just how hard of a race it is to win. I guess the question is, do we have enough of an appreciation of what Scott has achieved up in America and New Zealand, or because IndyCar isn't the motorsport we are most familiar with, does he get overlooked as truly one of our greats? Well, I think he is truly one of our greats. Give us a message on double eight double three and let us know your thoughts. But that was Scott Dixon in the 2008 Indy 500 absolute champion New Zealander doing champion things around the world. And we'll have another of... New Zealand's top 25 sporting moments from the last 25 years with Smitty just after nine. So a big thanks to Rebel Sport for celebrating 25 years of Rebel Sport. Uh, you much of a, a motorsport fan, Izzy? Watch too much of the Indy 500. I love the Formula One and I love the V8 supercars. So I think as New Zealanders, we're just more down the line of the V8 supercars. And it's quite interesting actually that um, I think it's Scott McLaughlin's gone over to to the Indy, Indy car racing. I think he's driving for a team over in America for the Indy cars, and he was a V8 supercars um, legend. So I think for us, we just, yeah, like you said, it's an interesting question for a guy like Scott Dixon. We love um, you know, championing our champions, and he is an absolute champion. He's a superstar over in American racing sport. 
and he's 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 rare, he's flying our flag with so much pride. But I guess over here we probably just forget about it. We don't celebrate celebrate it as much as we probably should. So be, like you said, it's it's interesting to hear what people think. Give us a text on double eight double three if you think uh, Scott Dixon, someone that's uh, very successful over in the Indy five hundred. If if he gets the recognition he probably deserves, and if you are a motorsport fan, give us a text on double eight double three because we'd love to hear from you. Because um, but yeah, no, I'm not a not a big racing fan. I watch a little bit of the V8s, but that's about it, to be honest, mate. Yeah, yeah, it's not really a circle I sort of roll in either. I sort of prefer horses rather than horsepower, but certainly respect what he's been <laughs> able to achieve on on the biggest stage, and you know he is. He's a proud Kiwi as well, and you do hear him talk often, although he talks now with a bit more American accent, but you hear him talk often about how fond he is of of his homeland, and, and he's done some quite incredible things around the world, and he's got to be one of our most, um, well, most, I guess, high-profile sportsmen anywhere in the world, and to have achieved that feat to win that 2008 Indy 500 is simply sensational. So, congratulations to Scott Dixon. He is number 15 on that list of New Zealand's top 25 sporting moments. Uh, just before we get off to the news with Trudy, let's, re- let's read this text here. We are talking a little bit about the All Blacks before, and we've got Jamie Wall coming up shortly. He's a top rugby writer and author, and he was also at the game um, on Saturday. So we'll get his thoughts in and around this crowd situation. But this is a text from Brett. Marina, boys, I went to the test in Hamilton versus... PG, $9 beer, $6.50 Powerade, $5.60 chips, $5.20 hot dogs, crazy on top of the overpriced tickets. That is a pretty expensive day out. But it sounds like he's had a good day if he's had beers, Powerade, chips, hot dogs. That's, that's a good day at the old, at, uh, at the uh, at the footy, isn't it? But it is very expensive when you're adding the prices mm. of the tickets and um, on top of that. So I completely understand that. Thanks, Brett. Yeah, we're going to chat to Jamie War. Uh, he's a top rugby writer and he's an author. We're going to get him online. He's been throwing some chat about this uh, the stadium situation, and it's a great question, actually, Bears. The the prices like you're paying top dollar to go to these games. You're taking a family, you know, the average pricing to take your family to the game of two adults and two kids is probably about three or four hundred bucks. So on top of that, you're going to pay for this. So it's a very interesting subject. We'll touch on it later. Yeah, here, coming up at seven means it's McCafe time for us. You listen to Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Here's Trudy with the news for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building New Zealand. Kia ora and good morning. You are listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. We are by Kiwis and we are for Kiwis. And it's just after 7 a.m. on Monday, the 16th of August and we've had a good hour so far we've talked a lot about the All Blacks in the weekend and the demolition of the Wallabies in Bledisloe too, we chat a little bit about the Warriors as well but we'll get on to that later on and we've heard a few stories from our man Is about a couple of issues he had at home in and around the running overflowing of a bath plus his new purchase of a property, uh, of a puppy sorry, good morning again Is. Good morning. Good morning, Bezzy. It's been a great morning. We've got a few uh, texts coming in about the stadium. Uh, we're going to get onto that a bit shortly with uh, Jamie Wall coming on. But I've got a few texts here. It's great, actually. Thoughts on Whitelock as skipper. Thought he was outstanding. And where this leaves Sam Kane in the mix. Cheers, Jamie. That's a very, very interesting text message coming in. I thought mm. Sam Whitelock was absolutely outstanding. 
outstanding on the week. You know, it's not just not just in the game as well. Like there was a lot of check being thrown about around the All Blacks and you know the way they performed in that first Bledisloe Cup game. And then you get a guy I've heard he was very very instrumental during that week, um, keeping the boys on task, keeping the mindset out. And then when you got a leader like that, a guy like Sam Whitelock, who's played over 128 tests for his country to go out and perform week in week out, consistently so 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 good. Yeah, so it's one of those things, you know, does Sam Kane come straight back in and to take the skipper role? It's very, very interesting to see if that happens, Bez. Well, especially because I remember when Sam Kane got the, the well, was, was made all-black captain, there was also um, a sense of disappointment from Sam Whitelock that he missed out um, as well. But yep. I, I couldn't agree more, mate. Just the way, the poise that he was able to operate with on Saturday when he was still being able to ask the questions of the referee, I thought he did it in a really um, calm manner, and he was he was smart enough to get his points across. But look, Sam Kane's also a, a wonderful um, leader as well, and mm. he is the All Black captain. Yep. So I don't envisage personally that they will they will change that. Um, yeah, it is a good thing for the All Blacks that while their their captain is away, some of the other leaders, the next layer of leadership is really standing up and. And, uh, and that's a good thing for the All Blacks. Um, right, now's a good time, I think, for us to be able to introduce our, our first guest in the morning, and that is Jamie Wall, top rugby writer and author. And, and also, I think you were at the rugby on Saturday, I believe. Jamie, what, what, was, what was your thoughts? Uh, kia ora, boys. Um, thanks for having me on. Uh, yes, I was. I was definitely there. Um, my thoughts are on the game was it was an excellent performance by the All Blacks. Um, probably one of the best. Uh, uh, since the World Cup uh, and um, a great bounce back and something that probably any, everyone who's looked at the Bledisloe for the last 10 years could probably see coming because the second test is when the All Blacks really um, kick the Wallabies' ass, <laughs> to be honest. They've, they've averaged uh, <laughs> like a 20-point winning margin um, over the last 10 years and they've, they've, they've hit, hit a half century uh, three times. So um, if you were going to put... Uh, Money on the Wallabies to lose, uh, big time. That that was or thirteen plus. All Blacks won. That was the one to do it. Um, so yeah, that was the on-field action. Um, the off-field one has been a big talking point though, um, because yeah, got standing up there for the national anthem and watching the hucker and seeing a whole lot of empty stands at Eden Park was a pretty weird experience, I have to say. But it was also one that we all could kind of see coming. I think. Yeah, that's right, Jamie. I guess uh, there was twenty five thousand people there, is what um, what we've been. Oh no, there wasn't. Told. <laughs> no, there no, wasn't. There yeah, wasn't. it didn't look like twenty five thousand. No, um, and we could, like I said, we could kind of see it coming during the week because we were all asking uh, in the media, asking indirectly, like how many tickets he sold, and we weren't getting a straight answer out of them. And I think. Uh, they had the boss of Eden Park on with Smithy last week, and he couldn't give them a straight answer either, and that's when we knew something was up. And um, I think uh, that, that number was inflated a little bit. They they probably took into account all their comp tickets that they would have given away, but, yeah, it wasn't. Yeah. Well, I've been to Eden Park a lot of times to watch the Blues, and um, that, I know I know 25,000 when I see it, and that, that wasn't it. <laughs> hey, Jamie, uh, what's the solution, mate? Uh, what was the solution? What do you think we could have done better or NZR could have done better? Could we have shifted it logistically-wise? Could we have taken it anywhere else? Yeah, I think so. I, I think um, the original plan of playing in Wellington still would have worked because you could have played it on the Sunday afternoon. The um, beer festival they had down there, Beervana, could have uh, could have moved out by Sunday afternoon. I think 
having seen last year how popular those Sunday afternoon games were, both in Super Rugby Aotearoa and with the, the Bledisloe test they had at Eden Park uh, last year, um, they could have packed it out, could have made it more family-orientated, I think. Um, uh, made Perhaps made it a little bit cheaper for kids to get in, because if you really want to pack it out, mm. you can you know, get people with, with families coming in. Um, and then alternately, um, they, they could have taken it to Christchurch, uh, because Christchurch haven't hosted yeah. a test in five years now. And um, yes, it's a small stadium, but I think that the amount of goodwill that would have come out of that and saying to the people of Christchurch, like, hey, you know, we're going to put this on for you now just to say thanks, perhaps, for the great work that the, um, the Crusaders have done to sort of keep the, promoting the game down there uh, would have been something. And yes, they would have taken a financial hit, but I think NZ Rugby really need to realise right now that they need more good, good news stories than bad ones because their attempts to make money over this, the course of this year have just resulted in some really bad mm. press for them. Like the Silver Lake thing has just been a, just this ongoing saga that uh, everyone just wants to kind of get finished. Um, the deal with Enios um, turned out to be you know, really unpopular with a lot of people. Uh, and so it's just, it just would be nice if they just sort of thought with their hearts rather than their wallets mm. for a change. Yeah. So, so where does that decision lie? Does it does does that decision lie with the NZR or is that the Eden Park and Nick Santner coming out and saying, look, we can host it and we can sell it out? Like who who made this decision? Yeah, well, I mean, good question. We're probably not going to find out the actual ins and outs of it because if they're not going to um, admit how many tickets are getting sold, they're, probably, they're never going to tell us like exactly how this deal was was done. Um, but I think that um, you know, just my own opinion is that perhaps they feel that. They owe something to the Eden Park Trust Board there, um, and that they probably came out and made a call that you know having it two games in yeah. a row there would be the best way to do it. Um, you know, obviously I disagree. I think that they could have perhaps, and, and just logically, it just didn't make any sense um, for them to do it as well because they were they had a big crowd there last week. They had 47,000, and they're essentially expecting probably about half of those people to show back up again this week. Yeah. And given how how crap that game was last week it was highly unlikely that was going to happen so yeah I, I just think it's just a bit more thinking outside the box from them and thinking like what actually makes us look good here uh, is better capital than just you know how much money they can make and they ended up not probably making that much money anyway because they the crowd that showed up was the same one that would have been in Christchurch or Hamilton anyway mm. Okay, well, that's off the field, and I'm sure Smitty's going to dive into that um, later on as well. What, what about on the foot, on the field and being there? Was there a real sense of uh, determination about this all-black side this week that they just wanted to put make a big statement and put the Wallabies away? Is that what it felt like? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You hit the nail on the head there. Um, and, and just one more thing about the crowd. Like, there were, the, the people that were there, like, it did actually create quite a good atmosphere, I must say. Uh, it was... It did... You know, there was a big roar when they scored and, and the people really got into it and the ground announcer did a really good job to kind of hype everyone up um, around there. So I'll, I'll give them that. Um, but yeah, but back on, on the All Blacks, like I said, this has always been the revenge game. Wallabies will come out sort of swinging in the first test and then the All Blacks have a week of getting uh, reminded of, you know, the Blairs Low Cup history and so forth. And then they come out and just absolutely demolish them in the second. And, and to the Wallabies' credit, though, that, you know, it was... It was there at halftime. You know, they, they were in the game, and it was a good, hard test match where they were running the ball from everywhere, and there's some good performances. Uh, but then that intercept by Seve Reese uh, in, the, in the second half just completely just 
deflated the Wallabies, and then the All Blacks just put the foot on the throat and just crushed them. And uh, yeah, I mean, it was it was a really really good good display, um, and also it was from from an All Black perspective, it was great to see the same essentially the same team out there two weeks in a row, and and you can tell now that okay, that's what Foster wants out there. That's that's who we who we're getting. Um, that's who we expect to be in the top fifteen unless there's injuries. So that that was that was pleasing from from our point of view. Hey, going going forward uh, to Australia, potentially might be playing the Springboks in Australia, and you've written a book about the hundredth clash between the Springboks and the All Blacks. How do you think the All Blacks are shaping up leading into that? That'll be our biggest test against the world champs. Yeah, absolutely. It's probably shaping up to be probably the biggest game of the year anywhere in rugby after how boring and crap that um, British Lions series was. <laughs> Uh, but, I, uh, yeah, I think it's going to be pretty hard for them to kind of get as excited about it considering it's it's most likely going to get played in Perth um, now yeah. and instead of like a packed stadium down to end. It's just such a shame. And I understand, you know, I'll cut them a bit of slack. Like, there's nothing you can do about the COVID situation in Australia that's, that's made this happen. It's ironic, though, that because of what's happening in Australia, they now have to play in Australia. That's a bit weird. I think a bit more effort could have gone into trying to get the whole thing over here. But again, I think that's a conversation that's going to come up in, over the next couple of weeks. Uh, but, you know, they're shaping up nicely. Um, and it's going to be a really interesting um, clash. I think that all the talk about the Springboks being boring uh, is not going to happen because the Springboks know that they can't play like that against the Blacks. Um, as a, you'll, you'll know that. You'll, you, that yeah. um, if you look at the Springboks and All Blacks over the last 10 years, they've played probably over half of the top 10 tests of that era uh, because the Springboks have good players. They've got the most exciting player in the world right now playing on the wing for them. And they're going to have to yeah. move the ball because you need to go all the way back to 1998 to find a low-scoring test match that the Springboks won. They can keep it, they can keep it tight and keep it low-scoring if they want, but they're not going to win. Um, so mm. I, I'm expecting to see something really, really interesting coming up now. We're going to hear a lot of talk about how boring they are, but uh, I think that would be foolish to, to think that they kind of come into the game with that sort of attitude. Yeah, yeah, you're spot on there. Actually, that could be a tantalising contest um, between two teams who know how to play expansive rugby when they want to as well. But anyway, Jamie, thank you very much for joining us on Baz Nizzi for breakfast. We really appreciate your insights and, and also your honesty in and around uh, the New Zealand Rugby Union and some of the challenges which they faced over the weekend and surely ongoing as well. So that was Jamie Wall. Thank you very much for joining us, mate. Thanks so much for having me, guys. Anytime. Cheers. Good man. Oh, that, it's, it is fascinating, isn't it? Is because I, everyone is disappointed with the crowd in the weekend, but I guess we've yeah. got to... We also have to understand and cut the New Zealand Rugby Union a little bit of slack yeah. that there is some yeah. extraordinary circumstances which are going on around the world at the moment, and and there's a lot of obstacles that New Zealand Rugby Union had to have to, uh, have to overcome to be able to host these kind of events. So there is a little bit of an understanding there, albeit it was disappointing, right? Yeah, 100%. And that's what I touched on at the start. Um, the logistically wise, the the, the, big, the moving parts that comes with hosting an All Blacks game, mate, it's not like just a, you know, you're just hosting a, a Bunnings NPC and, and there's probably, you know, six cameras compared to 15 cameras, you know, so a broadcasting sense, they've got to move a whole big production crew. That's 300 probably odd people that they have to shift. So, look, there is a, a lot of factors behind it, so we can't just go out and throw, 
NZR under the bus. Um, look, there is a lot of things they probably could have changed. They could have made the, the tickets cheaper. Would have been better than seeing an empty seat. So, look, there is a lot of underlying factors, but we've got to cut them some slack because uh, realistically, we've got no idea what goes on. So, look, we're just we're just <laughs> trying to create a little bit of debate and create some chat, and I think we've done that well, Baz. Oh, well done, Is You've also created a little bit of chat. What a beautiful segue just mentioning the Bunnings NPC because the Shield match which went on the weekend where your Hawks Bay boys took down my Otago boys we need to talk about soon. But now we are going to shoot off and pay a few bills. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Thanks to the Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. 22 minutes past 7 o'clock on a Monday morning, the 16th of August. Great to have your company on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Double eight, double three is the text line. Whitelock, 4pm. Yep, people are fired up. Sammy Whitelock was playing very, very good football and just the way he captained the side was quite inspirational in the weekend. When you text, you could come away with a temper bed valued at $10,000 or a temper pillow for text of the week. And that's uh, also a lovely prize. Text of the text of the month wins that temper bed. 0800-150-811 is the Kennard, Kennard's higher phone line. Get in touch with anything rugby-related. There was so much of it over the weekend, including just a cheeky wee Ramfurly Shield Challenge, Baz. Yeah, that's right, Louis. Oh, I was pretty cock-a-hoop about my chances for the Otago boys as well, but sure enough, is these Hawks Bay lads just flex their muscles in the Ramfilly Shield and just put away the Otago boys. So congratulations, Is. Uh, just before we move on, Bez, I think it's actually a little bit more to this golf game. So I've got a text here. Good morning. Was listening into your show on Thursday. Great show. Was interested to see who won the golf over the weekend. Regards, first time caller. What happened, mate? Talk me through it. Well, that's Graham Richardson as well, who's written, who sent that in, and that's who won the golf on the weekend. So we had Richie on the show last week. So, mate, no one likes the Skype. No one likes the show off. You got the job done. I was gracious in defeat, and we now we expect you to be humble in victory. So good things happen to good people. If you're going to carry on like this, Richie, you will lose next time. Anyway, <laughs> actually, Richie. Richie's got he's got his his uh, his mayor, uh Philly Bonnie Lass trialing today over at Tarapa as well. So uh, cracking super easy horse um, or Philly. So look forward to watching her run to all the best over there, Richie. But don't come on the show and start skiding about your own golf game. Okay, this is the Baz and Izzy show. It's not the Graham Richardson show. The Baz and Izzy show. Anyway, let's talk this. Let's talk about yeah, the Shield yeah. Challenge and the victory for um, for Hawks Bay. Another another strong victory over the Otago boys. Yeah, another strong victory. I was at uh, Eden Park uh, preparing for for the match and broadcasting, so I had it on my phone, just skipping in and out of uh, of the Sky Go app. And um, yeah, quality performance from from the Hawks Bay lads, thirty four ten in the end. Uh, sound and, and, and easy and uh, score line. It was probably a little bit easier um, to get the job done back at home. They're always going to be tough at home, especially coming off a, a terrible uh, result in Taranaki. Um, that, and it just shows the, the how much that shield means to to the team. And big news coming out of the uh, the ranks early in the week with Ash Dixon finishing up in New Zealand. Uh, this will be his last year in, in Hawks Bay and New Zealand rugby. So they're always going to put on a performance for him and it was actually great chat actually last week on Friday we had it about about the Ramfrey Shield and it still holds its aura around the country and we, we mm. put that question to Smithy on Friday we're going to ask him later see what he thinks if it still holds its aura and mm. I think it does um, Hawks Bay boys really 
love playing for it, love representing and seeing what it means to the region. So well done to Hawks Bay. I can't wait to give Bender a text message after this. We had a bet on that, so <laughs> easy money. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and what about the shameless promotion there as well? You were on the Sky Go gap Sky Go app. I prefer my, <laughs> myself, Izzy. <laughs> to watch the Spark Sport app is what my, what my choice of app is. So I'll see you your one and I'll raise you my one, okay? Spark Sport all weekend oh. long. Anyway, um, <laughs> just uh, let's chat as well. Let's just chat about the weekend. Leading up to the weekend, you, you gave us some fascinating insights um, on Friday in particular about how you felt the All Blacks would try and play and where you thought they would try and improve um, in their and their tactics uh, heading into that game. Monday morning, it'll be review time for the ABs in, uh, in camp. Um, what will yep. that discussion be, and what were your observations where they got things right? Yeah, oh, man, they, they got everything. Uh, everything was totally better this week. I think the, the, the biggest thing I noticed was they were definitely more direct on their phase play attack. Um, yeah, I think last week they probably wanted to go wide too early. They hadn't really earned the right. So this week they were more direct with their face play attack. Yeah, to Kiriwani, Whitelock, Retallick, Savia running hard and with intent. And like I said at the start with Aaron Smith and what does he bring? He brings an ability to hit a player anywhere, anytime. Doesn't matter how far away from the ruck, how flat he is. He'll put that, that ball on the platter. So I thought their, their, their direction... And they were more. Uh, they had better intent on, on attack, and I think that they had a great. They had great balance from when to run, when to kick, and when they did kick, they actually kicked a lot down the middle. So they kicked a lot down the middle with Moanga, and and what that does is obviously they're hitting land. They're not hitting kicking it to to hand and giving the Wallabies any time with Tom Banks, Korobiti, Andrew Callaway not giving them any time to create any opportunities off counter attack. So they were finding land, and then when they did kick to hand, they made it a contestable. So they put it up. They had uh, Rico Iwani shooting through, getting up in the air. Uh, Sever Reese putting pressure on. Will Jordan, who's very good at chasing those uh, contestable kicks, putting pressure on. So I thought they had a better balance on when to run and when to kick. And they set the Wallabies up perfectly. Um, but look, in saying that, there's still a lot of work-ons. I think the biggest uh, learning from that is just before halftime, giving the Wallabies a sniff. That's when you need a really put the, a stake in the ground, you know, not giving the Wallabies in. The Wallabies scored with Tate McDermott scoring off that set-piece try. So, look, there's a lot of things that the, the All Blacks will be looked to improving from, but I thought all around there was a totally different um, intent and better balance from when to run, when to kick from the from the All Blacks lads. I thought, um, I think it was a week before you talked about, uh, in the lead-up to the Test match, you talked about how, the New Zealand, um, well, how the All Blacks, uh, particularly around Aaron Smith at the base of the scrum, or the base of um, mm. the Mools would try and, uh, the Rucks, Mools, at the base of the Rucks would try and use his box kick to try and then um, put the pressure on the Wallaby um, wingers and, and fullback. There was a box kick in the weekend, which was absolutely inch perfect. And I thought a lot of the stuff that you mentioned two weeks ago, they got right this week, if that makes sense. Mm. So it just took yep. them a week to get a run under their belt. And you could see the tactics which you outlined two weeks ago really come to fruition this week. So congratulations, Is, for your tactical assistance. Yeah, no, it's, it's one of those things. Like I know week one, there's excitement there. And sometimes that excitement can be, you can get over aroused from that. You know what I mean? Like they saw the space wide. Yep. 
they got excited from it and they just thought getting the ball there that would do the work but they actually forgot about the fundamentals which is running lines you know you need to run straight to commit defenders so they because if you're running a cross field it's easy for them to push off so they were running lateral this last uh, the first week this week they were running direct they were running straight the balls were usually behind the players this week they are in front of players and just little things those are the basic skills that the All Blacks do uh, well 100% of the time, and that's the thing with these uh, young kids. I try and tell them, if you nail the basics well, the All Blacks, they're no magicians. They just do the basic skill sets well week in, week out. So we'll touch on it a bit later as well. They've got a couple of magicians too, though. One of them is Aaron Smith, and he's going to join us a little bit later on. But it's coming up to 7.30 here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Just a quick one. We had a poll the other day, Premier League. Well, that kicked off this week. And Tottenham Hotspur have beaten Man City 1-0. Anyway, at 7.30, here's Trudy with the news for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building New Zealand. Thank you, Trudy. 28 minutes away from 8 o'clock. Baz and Izzy for breakfast. 0800 150 is the Kennard's High phone line. Please get in touch with the show. We would love to hear from you. But it is time now, and it's a great time. Actually, before I do it, I just want to... Oh, we've gone to the DRS as I look up at the screen. There's a test match going on here, boys. West Indies versus Pakistan. Mm. 55 runs are needed, or thereabouts, but 50 runs needed. Four wickets in hand. Uh, the West Indies are 114 for six. Hassan Ali's turning, uh, bowling. He's, I think uh, Shaheen had three wickets within the first half an hour of the session. Are you keeping an eye on this at all, Baz? Yeah, I am a little bit. Played in Jamaica, obviously, at Kingston. Yeah, it's day four, session two. And it's looking like it's going to come down to a real thriller. It's, uh, there's some serious bowlers in, in action in this test match. And there's a young fella, his name's Jaden Seals. He took 370 in the first innings for the West Indies. And then in the second innings, he took 5 for 55. And Jaden Seals is still only a teenager. He's I think he's 19. Um, I know him because we, we picked him when, we were at, uh, when I was coaching um, Trinidad in the in the Caribbean Premier League. And he looks, he's got an action very similar to Kagiso Rabada. Um, he's a big, strong boy as well. He's got a wonderful attitude and he's got some great mentors in the likes of Ian Bishop and that too. So he's a real name to look out for. And at the age of 18 or 19, to see a West Indian fast bowler come in and, and dominate in such an early stage of his test career is fantastic because we all remember the West Indian fast bowlers of the 80s and 90s, probably all too well. But that, that test is lining up to be an absolute beauty. Yeah, so we'll keep our eye on that. Just Are you going to name a horse after this bloke? You named a horse after a Rabada, right? Yeah, I did. Yep. Actually, Graham Richardson trains it as well. He owns it and trains it along with myself. And, yeah, we named it Rabada, and he's in the paddock at home at the moment. Look out for him. This spring, just quietly. Look out for him, Louis. Okay. At some stage this spring, he can gallop. So I might name a horse Seals, maybe. Maybe <laughs> Seals. Or, I don't know. I'll find out what, what Jaden's nickname is Seals-y. these days. Sealsy. Seal- Come on. You can do better than that. That's weak. How weak is that? You're meant to be creative. You're in the media. What about Leopard? You've been a broadcaster school. You're meant to be the creative one. What about Leopard? You come up Fur. with Sealsy. Fur. <laughs> Izzy, I think you might be the horse, the horse naming bloke oh. in this in this whole setup. You're the creative one. So I'm just watching the uh, this this test match on my Sky Go app, Baz, and um, 
It's actually quite it's quite a good uh, little watch actually. Uh, hundred and fourteen to six. And I've just watched the uh, there was one little DRS little moment and the ball bounced the above his hips and then he's just bowled the next ball and it's bounced just above his ankles mate that pitch looks like it's in an all sort of shape yeah they're a bit tricky the old wickets in the caravan these days i tell you that's it's actually a good point you make because the wickets are tricky not just in test matches over there but they're tricky across Mm. all forms of the game so the caravan premier league i've seen some of the best players in the world go there and struggle with the bat. But one guy who's gone over there and dominated is Colin Munro. He's been the standout player right throughout. And he has dominated every single time he's gone over there. He can't make the New Zealand team, which is either a sign that New Zealand is very strong or he's fallen out of out of favour. But he can still play. And you don't go over to those tournaments and, uh, and dominate on those sorts of wickets unless you're a good player. But Louis, you're gonna you're gonna come back in with some sort of rebuttal. Ah, uh, not on a rebuttal. I just need to get my weekend choices poll done for choices flooring, mate. This is I got distracted by the cricket and then your horse names. So and first heels. Right. Choices flooring's <laughs> ultimate bedroom style guide <laughs> is out now, and it's performance of the weekend time. So quickly because we've got to get to Kempi to talk about the Warriors. Well, they have to go up, don't they? They got another win, three on the trot. The All Blacks were emphatic. So was Elephant across the ditch. And on the back of Elephant, the, the Good Oil team, or well they, I think they made about, cleared about 2.9 profit. So there you go. That's on our Twitter. Go have a vote. The performance of the weekend, double eight, double three. Text us your performance of the weekend. What is a, what noise does a seal make, Baz? <laughs> for the record, that's not Baz. That's Izzy. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SNZ. It's 23 minutes away from eight. It's 18 minutes away from 8 o'clock and double eight double three is the text number. Has to be Elephant. Turns up to Aussie Shores and dominates. Nothing better. Grant Dunedin, absolutely Grant. Well, you could be sleeping in a temper bed for our text of the month. We're giving away a temper queen bed valued at $10,000 and a temper pillow worth 299 for text of the week. Enough of the animal noises, Baz, because we've got to keep the faith. <laughs> Ah, uh, very good. Very good from you, Louie. Anyway, we'll move on. Um, the Warriors. How good are the Warriors going? Three from three with a little bit of a trot home as well. So pretty excited watching them do their thing again yesterday and they look like they're playing with a little bit of pur- purpose. Now, last week we had former coach of the Warriors, Tony Kempon, and he used the analogy of the perfect wave coming along before you fall out of the back of it. Well, Kempe, we're still paddling, mate. Good morning. <laughs> good morning, mate. They're going, they're going as good as Bruce Sherrick's namesake, the Jam, mate. We've nicknamed them. Just ask me <laughs> on uh, on Saturday down in Wickedon. Money, money for Jam, mate. Money for Jam. Bruce has named his namesake. Just ask me. So yeah, what, no what do you get? What do you pay? Well, I, I got the tote. I left him on the tote when he came. When he when he opened at two fifty, I thought, well, all the boys had you know had a little bit of a tickle with him, but um, I just thought oh, I'll leave it because it was it went into I think dollar dollar sixty at one stage, and then it started to push out as the weather. Ooh. Just watching the weather and ended up paying two dollars eighty off the tote. So I thought that was pretty good money for for um, for our boy. He uh, he dug deep to get the win. Jesus was wet down there, but. Yeah, he'll go for a spell now, a much-deserved spell. Yeah, he had to be tough, though, didn't he? Crikey. 
Oh, he mate, he he did. Like that, I, you guys, I don't know if you guys watched the the races on Saturday down in Rickerton. They, it was already a, a bog down there, and they had a bit more rain. And just watching them go around to the gates, and you know the way that um, we had young Bailey on the on the top of them, and she, I thought she rode him really, really well. Um, I, I really like how David Howells though took the took the smoke off Alan and said he he improved them over the week. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought, I thought that was a nice little dig at Alan's 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 work, um, but you know, you know our boy our boy Jay our boy Jay must have heard him because he stood on his foot and nearly tripped up in the birdcage, Howie. Um, and yeah, no, nah, the boys, boys I actually had all the boys up here this weekend. They do a they do a pilgrimage up to to Auckland, the Taranaki boys once a year, and um, I had them up here Friday, Saturday, and dropped them off at the airport Sunday. Thank God, and and yeah, we we're all at all at. Um, Alexandra Park watching the races and geez, it was a, we just I just spoke to Alan. I've just got off the phone to him actually, and he said he's just had a look at the race and you know he dug real deep to win that one. So yeah, he's uh, he's on his way back with Harry in a truck and and we'll put him in the paddock for about two or three weeks and give him a rest. I think. Oh, excellent! That's fantastic. We should really talk some worries as well. Talk about digging deep. Three games ago they were dead and buried, and then they've just somehow found a way to be able to galvanise themselves and get some performances which are just proving to all Warriors fans that there's, you've just got to keep the faith right. They were impressive on uh, yesterday, this afternoon. Well, you know the thing about it, no one no one cares about the beginning of the year, fellas. You know, it's often been said, you know, you go into a season, you get three or four losses right at the beginning of the year and there's all the doomsdays. <laughs> you can You can wipe that all off. You get three to four wins at the back end of the year. They think you won the Premiership. So, you know these three wins um, for the Warriors have kept them kept them in the race. They're on 18 points, just outside the eight. But there's a number of teams on 18 points. Um, I'll tell you who didn't help them was uh, I think it was Canberra, wasn't it? Got the win. Um, oh, there was a team that got the win on the on the Sunday that put them up to 22 points. So there's only one team on 20. Um, but the Warriors played them. Both it was Canberra. I think it was Canberra St. George. So well, they played the, the Broncos, the Raiders, the Warriors and the Titans really... on the way home. Oh, that's right. So it's the so... Broncos and the Titans that they play home. And they've, yeah. uh, they've got to beat the Broncos this week. And and if they beat the Raiders and the Titans, they're in the eight. It's that simple. So I don't think either yeah. the, the Raiders or the or the Titans get another one um, this year. I think, they, I think they're... You know they've got like the the Roosters and the and the Panthers and Melbourne. You know so the, those the, the easier draw between the, the three teams fighting out for the eight, which is the Warriors, the Titans, and the, and the Raiders. The Warriors have got the run easier run home um, only if they can beat the two teams that are also in front of them on the eight. So you know and everyone can talk about you know um, mathematics and all that sort of stuff. It's really simple. The two teams that are in front of you have to beat them both to, to, to get to the eight. So it's going to be an interesting three weeks. Hey, Kippy, uh, if they do miss out on the eight, mate, one thing that excites me is that Harris DeVita, Reese Walsh connections. Uh, yesterday they were just forming an unbelievable connection on that field. And then the guy like Sean Johnson when he comes in next year. Does that excite you, bud? Oh, Sean Johnson. Let's not. Is he? Let's not. <laughs> you know, it's 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 it was a C grade game yesterday, so let's not get over excited. Yeah, yeah. You know the, the okay. team if they could if they couldn't beat the Bulldogs yesterday, um, you know then they they we wouldn't really be talking anything about them. And Harris, Tavita, and um, 
Reese Walsh. Of course, those two are a step above the team that they played against. So that combination, I think you're dead right. The halfback they got, O'Sullivan, is a C grader. Like, he ain't a first-grade halfback. You know, he, he threw a couple of balls that were nice yesterday. Um, but the thing about Sean Johnson, Sean, Sean Johnson coming back into the side, he will make a hell of a difference, mate, because he's an A-grader. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. you as a you, you playing for the All Blacks, and you got your cousin playing for who's that Bailey Mackey playing for Nazi Poro, You know, down the down the down the east coast. So, um, that, that, that's the that's the halfback. That's the analogy of those two halfbacks. Of course, he's going to be. Of course, he's going to make a difference. Steve is, you know, was that a rhetorical question, or was it? <laughs> oh, oh man, I would have loved to have been in a review with you on a Monday after the Warriors absolutely blew one, and they blew a few in your bloody time. So hell, it would have been great. <laughs> I'll, tell, I'll tell you what, you would have, you would, you would have got me okay because I was only thirty-four then. I wasn't, I wasn't as quick as I am now. But I did have a few beauties. Don't worry about that. But mate, you, you know, I'm not going to candy coat it for anyone. To, it's just it's just the way that it is. The big like I spoke yeah. about it last week. You know, even even if they do get the three games, they go into the the eight. They ain't going to compete against. Mate, I don't know if anyone's going to compete against Melbourne. But even Manly, did you see Manly and Parramatta on the weekend? Like they've yeah, just got, yeah, absolutely smart them. You know, oh, and 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 then selves. You know, and it's no it's no wonder. You know, you got Turbo Latrell Mitchell. Um, those type of blokes just firing on the back of their sides, you know. So, yeah, you know, we got we got Reese Lightning. Um, we've got Tavita Harris, mate. But, you know, Sean O'Sullivan and I don't even know the name of the hooker. Do you know the name of the hooker? Jazz Tavanga. Seriously? No, no, he's a back Jazz Tavanga. You don't know the name of their number one hooker. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, he's their number five hooker. <laughs> that's the, that's the point I'm trying to make. Like, like get it. You know, instead of instead of the recruitment manager giving his son a son a contract, go out there and sign a sign Brandon uh, Brandon mate Brandon Smith, please. <laughs> oh, Kim, for you have been around the horses too long, eh? Like brutal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, that's brilliant! Absolute legend. Yeah. Thanks, no, thanks but, again but, for but joining us, Kimpy. Any time, any time, boys. Hey, about time you guys gave me a tip now. I'll give you two in a week, two in a row in a week. Mate, I tipped one out on on Friday, seven twenty. Paid three dollars eighty over in Australia. Absolutely brained them. And then the good oil, well, the punters club got two two thousand nine hundred dollars back. So you just got to oh, keep shit. listening. How do you get into that? <laughs> yeah, we will boys. Keep listening. I'll tell you what, now that you got me. Now you got now you got me on. Your ratings will go through the roof. Don't worry about that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, Kimfi, what a legend! Thanks, mate, for joining us on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Hey. See you, boys. Show, oh, brother. What oh, a champion! Oh, what a champion! He's actually spot defla- on. He's a, he's he's deflated us, isn't he? He's like oh, we're all pumped for three in a row, you know. And then he's brought it home. He's actually pretty much right there. <laughs> that poor kid. I hope he's not listening. <laughs> he is he's just been around the horses he's been around the horses too long like you've got to be so brutal like in terms of your assessment well this horse is going to be making it to the top this one we've probably got to find a country ra- race meeting for it somewhere to try and get a win yourself in the best company is he and your horses in the worst they say Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ and it is 8 minutes away from 8 
four, three minutes away from eight o'clock. Nothing like a dose of reality with a former Warriors coach, Tony Kemp. Brilliant stuff. He wanted to know how to get involved with the punters club because they had a big dirty fill up, Baz. Well, it's easy. All you have to do is listen to the mail run on Saturday mornings. Mick and myself are in the studio. We give out a code word and you text and they just pick 20 people to get on their punters club and they've beaten the TAB two weeks in a row. So who wouldn't want to be in it? Correct. Absolutely spot on. Louis, there is money to be made if you follow this show. Simple. Anyway, there's probably money to be made if you know some <laughs> things about cricket as well, but that's for another time. The the wicket of Jason Holder has just been taken by Hassan Ali. So that test match is coming down to the wire. West Indies still need 54 runs, and they only have three wickets in hand, and as Izzy our cricket correspondent alluded to that wicket is doing all sorts. The pitch is doing all sorts there at Jamaica, Kingston, Jamaica. Also another cricketing news, the England-India test match, which is live ball-by-ball commentary on right here on SCNZ, um, is also going down to a bit of a thriller. India lead after day four by 154 runs with four wickets in hand. So they'll be looking to try and eke out a few more runs to set India something, uh, set England something on the final day. Test matches that always go down, test matches that go down to the final hour of the final session of the final day is exactly what the purest form of the game is all about. And that one looks like it might just do that. Uh, Tony Kent was brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Love his honesty. He'd make an outstanding assistant coach. Good cop, bad cop scenario. Sometimes you need some brutal honesty in, in sporting environments, and that shows why he has been such a prolific uh, sports person and coach right throughout his career as well. So he he was in quite good, quite good, uh, quite good order actually. And another man who's in quite good order, and one I know. Well, I'm looking forward to chatting with, and I know that my good man Izzy is really looking forward to chatting with is Aaron Smith. He's coming up shortly. Is how good's that going to be? Yep, yep. I've just sent him a text message. He has set his alarms. He is waiting by his phone. He is ready and set to uh, ready and set to, to chat to us. So if you've got any questions you want to ask Aaron Smith, give us a text on double eight, double three, and we'll chat to the Nuggy Ten Nug. He's played 101 Test matches, and Saturday's performance for him personally, I think, was probably his most complete Test match, mate. He was outstanding. So looking forward to chatting to him in a couple of minutes. Beautiful, is. Beautiful. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. It is coming up to 8 o'clock in the morning on a Monday. That's right. Big Monday it is as well. Cafe time for us. So it's Trudy with the news for Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand. Kia ora and good morning to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. It is just after... 8 a.m. in the morning on Monday. I love a Monday after the Bledisloe, successful Bledisloe, after the Warriors win, after the Punters Club has a fill-up. We increase our TAB uh, digits, and I get to chat to my good mate, Izzy Dag. How good. We've had a uh, we've had a good morning already talking to Jamie Wall and Tony Kemp. There's one, there's one text come here, come through here saying, where is it? Uh... Finally, some bloody honesty in New Zealand media punditry. Jamie Wall and Kempe firing up on this one. <laughs> they're fired up, all right, but they're good fun too. They're having a laugh and a joke along the way as well. Maybe someone who's going to bring a little bit of energy as well. He has done for uh, 
Well, 102 test matches now as it is. 101 test matches. Oh, I just want to read this text quickly. Hey. Oh, no. This one, this one. Is it just me? He's back, bro. He's back. He's Baz. He is back. Damo's back. Is it just me? Or does Baz's guinea pig bear a distinct resemblance to a three times 3x3 basketball? Don't do much and squeak a bit. Oh, Damo's back. Oh, Damo. Damo. There's a bit of acid. There's a bit of acid. A little bit of heat here on a Monday, eh? Monday. <laughs> get up. Get about. The attitude you bring, Damo. Come on, Monday mate. Monday-itis. Monday-itis. Hey, yeah, uh, hey Bears, man, we've got man our mate the on the line. We've got, oh, our, we've got oh, a good sorry, mate on the line. We'll, better, we'll, we'll bring some great chat from the man, the nug. Uh, I'll read this. McCaw, Mialamu, Reed, Carter, Nonu, Franks, Woodcock, and now you add in Aaron Smith. All Black number 1112. 101 tests for the All Blacks, mate. What an amazing achievement. As a Smith, welcome in, mate. How you doing, brother? Morning, boys, and uh, how are we? Good, mate. Hey, thanks so much for setting five alarms and promising that me that you'll pick up the phone this morning. What happened? Talk us through what happened on Wednesday. No, so Wednesday I was uh, I was up and ready, and then um, Hannah and Tegan were looking after Billy and um, Luca, and then I swapped in, and then, and you know I, I haven't I've only got one boy, so when I had two kids to look after, uh, I was under the pump a little bit. I was sitting there trying to watch one, look after another. And, uh, yeah, I just, yeah, that full block, I was so gutted. And then uh, I don't like missing things and um, promising and not, not showing up and not fronting. So, like I said to you on the, uh, that day, I said, if we win the bled, I'll talk to you Monday morning. Oh, no, mate. I really appreciate it. I know you hate missing things. And I, I promise that, that when you text me, text me and said, I'm sorry, I could feel it in, in, in your text message how much you meant that. So, appreciate it, brother. But I want to ask you about... Um, about the weekend's performance, you know, week one to week two, what where do you reckon the the biggest improvements were as as an All Blacks team? Um, I think I think one thing we we sort of always had with Bledisloe's was even with us as he was that first one versus Aussie, we'd always come out a bit slow, so we wanted to really yeah. ramp that intensity up week one, and I think we did, but our skills were just we were playing with too much fire and sort of thing around just too much trying to be ready for a fight, kind of a scrap mentality, and then our skills weren't there. But in the week two, yeah. um, obviously during that game, we figured out um, we needed to relax a bit, and you know we scored some awesome tries. But um, in the weekend, we knew Aussie were kind of going to double down on it. They had the team of kind of the bully mentality of just like their loose forwards and locks were just all hard carriers and tacklers. So we knew if we could weather the storm, nail some moments, that we could do something pretty special and um, some guys played amazing. Our loose forward trio and our boys' um, defence um, was outstanding and um, it was just a really good performance. You, you never know with the Aussies, though. Week to week, they they, don't, they change and, and stuff, but um, I was really proud of the effort and, like, um, to be honest, is it, uh, Artie's yellow card actually set us up because it just settled us down, made us nice and uh, calm and... We had to take the game slow, and after that, we kind of really yeah. took off. Yeah, because because when you got when you get a yellow card, you can actually probably go into your shell. But after that, what was said by Sam and yourself, the leaders of the team, because you actually scored two tries, or one or two tries, when Artie was in the in the Simba. Well, the first thing was to stop that maul that um, they had, and then they hook it and throw it straight. 
And then it was just about a clean exit. And then we got a penalty. And then we just sort of stacked moment on moment, which was really nice to be able to get out of the field. But being able to use our set piece, um, Richie and Sam were outstanding in that moment around just staying calm. I was just telling the boys, no rush to anything. You know what it's like, just eat the clock up. Mm. And then um, we were able to play some footy and get some advantages. And then we were able to capitalise on just a couple of little errors. And um, I was able to sneak down the blind um, get going and yeah it was nice and then just being able to control the exits um, I, f- I think we took the game from them from those little moments um, I think the try we got Brody's try was a gut punch similar to the one they got disallowed in um, the first week so I think yeah. the momentum we had um, after that second half and, and a big thing that was said at half time was stop playing around with their off the ball stuff. They were talking to us a lot. They were trying to get us off task and it was working. So we sort of said at half time, mm. like cut the chat, let our, let our game do the talking. And, and that's what we did in that second half. And it was awesome to put a, like a full 40 minutes out there from the week before we had an awesome 25 minutes and then just went missing. So Davies try in the 82nd minute really sealed the deal about what this team's about this year and where we want to go. Mate, you mentioned Richie and, and Sam there, and um, so obviously Richie Wanger and Sam Wylock. So with um, Sam Kane being out injured, those two and yourself in particular, have felt like there's a an extra responsibility for you guys to stand up and help lead this all-black side? I think um, as game drivers and that, you sort of always have a bigger voice. Uh, I'm in the defence group, so I take care of any defensive pitches and stuff or work-ons during the game. And then Richie runs the attack. And Sam, yeah, like we just sort of, we all work as a little unit. We kind of come in and have a chat. Um, there's not much experience out in the back, so it's sort of me, Richie, Brody, and um, Richie and Sam have a little chat about if there's a decision to be made. Um, I remember looking at Damo, and he's like, no, I can take a shot here. And then I just sort of <laughs> said to Richie and Sam, oh, well, that could be a minute and a half and, and um, Artie's back on and Sam's like, sweet, yeah, let's do it. And, you know, his, I think the thing with Sam, though, that's, is he just sort of lets us, he just listens to me and Richie talking about what we think the situation needs and then he might guide us to one he, he likes more. So that's sort of how yeah. it works. And, um, you know, but you've got a lot of, you've got a lot of experience. Cody's a captain at super level. So we kind of, we try not to all have an opinion, but if there's, if there's one that's sort of like a little committee meeting in a huddle, well, they won't be scared to say something. But we know Sam makes the final decision. And I'm quite lucky, too, because my relationship with Sam goes a long time. So he always asks me or looks at me about what I think about what he said. And then uh, we go from there kind of thing, you know. So he is the boss. But um, when he gives me the look like, you agree? I'm like, yo, bro, pull trigger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, yeah, it was obviously some strong leadership there on Saturday. I, I want to talk to you a little bit about um, what, what lies ahead in the next few months. Not so much for you from a rugby point of view. Uh, you've ticked off the, off the Bedezlo and you've got some rugby to come. But then you've got a huge game of uh, the Black Clash uh, early next season. And, and uh, that, I mean, that team that you play for the last time, it just seemed to lack a little bit of leadership. And, and I'm sure uh, you're, you're going to have to stand up and, and deliver in some sort of way, shape or form. Smitty? Yeah, yeah, no. Nah, it's uh, obviously when I when I map out my year, like it's 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 the pinnacle, obviously, of my summer. <laughs> so I'm uh, 
besides <laughs> running my running my ass off to get fit, that cricket game, I make sure I'm doing my shoulder rehab, my band work in the gym, um, doing a bit of tennis ball stuff, getting my iron. But you know, just I think they lacked the energy in the field last year. I had my wedding and I couldn't uh, couldn't shoot away after that. So I'll be coming in uh, hot and heavy this year, uh, and uh, I think um, rugby will get the um, get the ascendancy back. Talking about this golf game, mate. I've heard whispers that you're actually hitting it all right. What's going on? Or every Wednesday, you boys head out for a wee whack as well. So golf game's going good too, Nick. Yeah, yeah. Um, Tegan gives me a bit of stick thinking I want to be a professional golfer because <laughs> I take it so seriously. <laughs> uh, you know, my Wednesday day off, I'm up early, I'm stretching, getting my back ready. And, uh, you know, I take it very seriously now. And now nah, since last year, just really... I used to play a lot when I was a kid with my grandfather and got lessons and stuff. And now it's sort of like my 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 decompression. I just use it as my little challenge. I can't blame anyone else on the field. It's just me, and uh, I really love it. And my golf game's coming good and feeling good about it. And um, then we're very lucky to have a connection through the golf warehouse through our clubs too. So you're uh, only as good as your equipment as well. So I'm very blessed, uh, as you are, Izzy, with all your golf clubs in your shed. <laughs> I don't know how many oh, sets you have yeah. in there, but I've heard you've given uh, Bridgie, Will Jordan, and Davey a set. So how many? <laughs> Where's mine, brother? <laughs> oh, but I've, I've been, I've been lucky enough to team at Golf Warehouse to give me a couple. And yeah, so Will Jordan stole a set, and David Harvey stole the set. And I, I can't believe that actually George Bridges is actually playing. I've heard he's terrible. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, 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 there's a, there's, there's definitely two tiers to our golf golfers. There's that, uh, yeah. those guys, and then there's the others. And uh, but it's great that we have a good crew of it. And um, you know, it's good the coaches have changed their mindset around it as well. Like the boys enjoy getting out there. We always play in carts, so we, we're saving the energy. But you know, I get I get a lot of energy from playing golf and just hanging out. Simple game um, can be a hell of a roller coaster emotionally. Obviously, hole to hole, but heated. Uh, <laughs> Tee to green, tee to green, but um, I love it, and yeah, it's definitely something post rugby. I'll be uh, that'll be my sport. I'll be hooking into hard out. So um, I'd, I'd like to give you a crack these days, Dagger, but um, I'll have to wait my time. But I'll come up to love to play both of you at St. Clair or wherever you guys play in Christchurch. Should be amazing. Oh, we'll wait till you get back in February after this unlimited uh, tour you got to go on. That's uh, created a bit of uncertainty. But, um, <laughs> mate, one, before I go back to Bears, in one word, how do you summarise uh, Retallic's swing? Uh, one word, um, out the gate. Oh, that's that's three. <laughs> that's three actually. Oh, my God. Uh, oh, sorry. Here we go. <laughs> Come on, boys. Come on. We went to school to eat our lunch. My bad. If you run them all together real quick, if you run them all together real quick, we'll make it a word. Out of game. I just like that. Out of game. Yeah. I was thinking of like, you know, like Twitter, how you like mash them all together, out the gate, yeah, like yeah. all one word. Hashtag, sorry, yeah, hashtag, out the gate. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. Hey, oh, that's gold. Hey, um, mate, just before we let you go, we know we know that you're you're busy and you got the kids um, to attend to and that as well. Just one thing you mentioned before about equipment, and it was noticeable on the weekend that you had a belt around um, a, around your waist. What what was that particularly for us us that saw it? I'm trying to work out exactly. Um, 
high price to like recovery, like leg pumps, um, massage massage guns. But they have a it's called a Venom, and it's changed my life. It's a it's a heat it's a heat massage and heat pack. So it like vibrates on those bits on your back, and it just pulses yeah. and warms your back up. You bloody love it, Baz. That that uh, are we years yeah. keeping and bending over and hitting so. A venom, it's called a venom. Go on uh, Hyperice, they're out there, awesome. And that, that is, I, I use it every day on the drive to work and before games and before training. And it just primes my back up, all the halfback passing and bending. And that it takes a little bit to get going. And it's always a bit of a risk throwing that first pass, and I'm not uh, quite warm. So, and for golf too, uh, you know, it's a great prepper <laughs> getting that lower yeah, back. It might be good for us actually moving. sitting in our chairs. Might be good for us sitting here, uh, Bears. What do you reckon? Little hashtag That's high performance. Ad. Hashtag ad. That's high performance. I'll tell you what. You you're back. Doesn't Izzy love a freebie too? How good is he at the sponsorship <laughs> stuff? Eh? Oh, it doesn't surprise me he's got all these golf clubs. I can't wait to see what they've sponsored in his office next week or whenever he does that <laughs> drop for his house. Oh, don't start. Don't you start. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, hey, no, mate, we, we love what you're about and you're uh, your epitome of what it takes to be an awesome uh, champion All Blacks man and we really appreciate all that you've done for our country. We know you've got some tough uh, couple weeks coming away, uh, coming up, leaving your family, leaving Teagues and Lucas, so we appreciate all you do, mate, and we're proud of you and thanks so much for joining us on the Bears and Izzy Show for breakfast. Nah, cheers, boys. Cheers for the support and uh, you guys are legends and, uh, yeah, Still buzzing out, being able to talk to your bears and Izzy, you know, I love you, brother, and uh, thanks, mate. Awesome, mate. Legend. Awesome. Thanks, yeah, champion. Oh, Big. Good work. Thanks, Vinny. Oh, how good's that, eh? Is he's another one from your contact book. What a legend Aaron Smith is, and what a legend of a performance he turned in on Saturday as well for the All Blacks in that victory to retain the Pledges low. It is 8.18 in the morning, and you are listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast, thanks to the Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. 24 minutes past 8 o'clock. Trying to track down our man Paul Moati. Just having a couple of issues pinning him down. So hopefully he'll be with us soon. Uh, wow. Aaron Smith. He is simply good. Just like McCafe, simply good ca- coffee. Um, the try the new McCafe coffee blend today. Aaron Smith. He's just been off off the absolute charts this year, boys. I just don't know how a guy. So what, how old would he be now? Is he 30... 31? Yeah, he'd be 33. 33? Maybe 32, 33. Yeah, he'd be... Le- That's what I mean, mate. He's getting better with age. age. Uh, he's just simply... He's changed the game. He's changed the game on how halfback plays. And just when we were speaking before to, about him and about his game, mate, he's just taken his game to another level. And I'm not surprised. He's already come out and said he put so much effort into his body. And he spoke about that whatever it was, a venom little heat thing that goes on your body. Like, that's just a little bit of detail that separates him from others, you know, like putting, actually investing into his body. And it makes me think, maybe if I invested into my body, I might have been a bit better than not blowing out 10 kgs heavier. So, look, it is <laughs> no, what it is. Fun, He's that's an interesting everything. point you make, though. That's an interesting mm. point you make, because you do, when you look at guys like Aaron Smith, who have got better as they've got older, and you can see how much yep. effort they do put into their their bodies and their, um, to ensuring they give themselves the best chance. And also his mind, like the golf for him is... Investing in, um, you know, his yeah. his uh, mental side of the game as well, and giving him a release. And I sort of look back and I go, "Gee, I wonder if I could have tried a bit, a little bit harder. <laughs> could I have done something yeah. a little bit different? Could I have just 
But then I sort of look and I think, well, my career kind of really needed that slightly cavalier kind of uh, makeup as well, and I'm sure you did too. Is I think we did enough yeah. to be able to. Tr wow. You know? No, you're right, mate. You're right. You actually think about. I only played 66 tests, and I had a hell of a lot of injuries through that career as well. You know, little um, season-ending injuries, six-monthers, seven-month injuries. So if I look, I always think back. Maybe if I applied myself in the off-season a bit better, maybe if I invest money into my body a bit better. Like I was just, I was at, I was at a situation where I was like, look, I don't want to spend money to go do yoga, I don't want to go do Pilates, I don't want to go buy a normal tech machine, I don't want to go do this, and, I, and that was at the start of my career, because I was young, and I just thought I was young, I was invincible, you know, like I don't need I don't need these things to, to play rugby, but now I look back, to, and when I got older, and when I actually started taking a lot more care of my body, I started seeing the results, you know, I look at 2016, when I feel like I played probably my best rugby ever, and what I did that year, I actually took responsibilities, I cared for my well-being, I cared for my mental health, I cared for my physical well-being as well, so, and then that was probably my best year I ever had, so if I ever look back and think of what a young Izzy Dag could have done diff differently, I would have taken a, someone like uh, Aaron Smith's a bit of advice, who's actually leading the way, and, but don't get me wrong, he was, at the start of his career, he was, you know, uh, going through things like that as well, so he's made changes, and he's reaping the rewards, Bears. He has, mate, and you're spot on. I guess the thing is, Bo, it's too late now, isn't it? <laughs> too late for us now. It's, it's been and gone. Hey, how's about we can't get a hold of Pumuati because we've had a fill-up again over the weekend, so maybe the TAB's gone under. <laughs> maybe we've taken them down. We've broken the bank. They say the house always wins. Maybe on this occasion... We have taken him down. What do you reckon, Louis? I think it could be right. I think we've turned the lights off. Um, somehow we've, we've pulled the power, but oh well. Paul's usually, maybe he couldn't come up with a song this morning anyway. The TAB is your place for all sports and racing. Betting the TAB app or visit tab.co.nz. Maybe he didn't like the way our NRL multi went, boys. What what was, because um, I, yeah. We were allowed to miss. Who cost us? Well, Who cost us? Well, Who was I, the overs well, I went 12 and under Warriors. They won by 14. They kicked a penalty to extend it out. So, look, I was there or thereabouts. And I went okay. Melbourne Storm overs, and they won by, I think, 10. So, I was also there or there, there, thereabouts. Izzy, what did you have? I had the Rabbitohs, mate, overs. They won by 30, I think it was. I tried to pick them head to head, but they paid a dollar three. bit like me going out past 10.30 in Auckland. They were just <laughs> raging hot favourites. So look, they, they kicked home with a heartbeat against the Titans. It was too easy in the end. What about what about this bloke that's won twenty five grand, boys? He had the, he needed the knights, he needed the warriors. He was a ten league multi, and he took all of the favourites, multi them together. He even took the All Blacks at a dollar three, and he needed the knights and the warriors to get up yesterday. The warriors have done it, and the knights have made hard work at the sharks for, to win sixteen fourteen. That would be an uncomfortable oh. Sunday afternoon, wouldn't it? <laughs> Oh, that would have been a gruelling watch. 25 large sitting on one on 80 minutes of footy. Jeepers, and it was gruelling too, that that uh, that performance. What's, um, I know we've still got a minute here, so what's going on in the cricket, by the way? Louis, I think seven down, I think they only need 40-odd. Yeah, it's, that's the, it. That's the it. West Indies. That's it, mate. 30, 43 runs yeah. to win and uh, 125 for seven, and it's still going past the bat. Speaking of cricket, I noticed overnight that Daniel Vittori, who was coaching 
the Birmingham Phoenix in the 100-ball competition. They're actually leading that competition. So shout-out to former New Zealand captain, good man, good mate of mine as well, Dan Vittori, who is, uh, his side is, is at the top of the tree. Hopefully three rounds to go. He might just have a little shake at um, pulling out, pulling off a, uh, a victory there, and maybe getting a title, bringing it back home. So good on him. And his assistant coach is actually James Franklin as well. So another Kiwi have teamed up over there in the 100-ball competition. Anyway, while we can't get Paul Mwari, well, we better go and see Trudy instead. It is 8.30 in the morning for Baz and Izzy on SCNZ. And big thanks to Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand. Thank you, Trudy. 28 minutes away from 9 o'clock, and I've got an update on Paul Moasi. Boys, ready for this one? You think he's had a bad weekend after the Good Oil team has absolutely done him one over, and then he's got on a plane this morning and supposed to have landed at Hamilton, but the planes had to tune back, turn back to Wellington due to fog. He can't catch a break. <laughs> oh, stiff. When it's going against you, it's going against you. So that's when you've sometimes you just got to walk away. If the punt's working like that, you just got to give yourself a little bit of time out. <laughs> Just maybe a day or two off and then let things naturally recalibrate <laughs> and then go again and start to build your bankayers. 100%, mate. The poor man. We'll get Paul on, though. He is such good crack. He brings some great energy to the show. And reality is, boys, I want to keep punting it. I want to keep making these multis. Let's make one for the Bunnings NPC, too, because I reckon we'll go good on that. <laughs> He's, Ooh. Keen. Ooh. He's keen. He's keen. I probably need to do a little bit more research one. then. Yeah, I'm yeah, well, I'm not. One, so I probably... Rabbitohs over is easy, buddy. <laughs> hey, Baz. That was about this text. Oh, you go yeah. for it. Go for it. Oh, I just want to, I mean, we had Aaron Smith on just before and he was brilliant. So this 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 uh, person has said, lads, Nuggie must be nearing the LeBron $1 million a year looking after his body. Looked at the Venom online. She's 400 big ones. <laughs> Wowee. <laughs> Need a dollar for that. <laughs> I don't I hey, don't hey, think hey, he's paying he, for it. He ain't paying for it. <laughs> he ain't paying for that, mate. I'll tell you what, hashtag Venom, hashtag ad, hashtag gifted. That's what Nuggie's doing. He ain't paying for that, I'll tell you that. <laughs> hashtag is would know. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag, and hashtag out the gate. Out the gate. <laughs> one word. I'll oh, give this you... is one of the greats, mate. Boys, oh. boys, I'll give you I'll give you one word, and the one word is because the ch- the choice is flooring pole, and the choice is flooring inspiring choices magazine. The ultimate bedroom style guide is out now, so download today. The poll results have come back, and the people loved Elephant at Caulfield over the weekend. Thirty one point seven percent of the votes ahead of the All Blacks, the Warriors, and the Good Oil Punters Club. So congratulations, Emily and David Brown. You guys have a fantastic horse on your hands. But the punters, well, I reckon I reckon Elephant must have filled up some um, some watering holes over the weekend because the people are loving it. That's a really interesting result, that because. I mean, the All Blacks have just had a record um, Bledisloe Cup victory. Then the Warriors are now three on a row after being on their deathbed um, in the NRL. An elephant has won the pole. That is quite staggering, actually. Is he? I didn't, I didn't expect that, I must say. And then the good oil, well, poor old good oil fellas, maybe just they're a victim of their own success and maybe the, the voters just expect them to perform now as they do the All Blacks, perhaps.
Yeah, that's it, mate. That's it there. You expect the All Blacks to put in a performance like that. Probably don't expect the Warriors to go three from three, but, you know, that's all right. They're keeping the faith. But um, that's the reality of New Zealanders. We just get a bit comfortable, and we love outsiders. We love a little good story like that. So, yeah, mate, good work. Great poll there, uh, Louie. Good work, mate. Thank you, Israel. <laughs> Appreciate that. Hey, and also, boys, um, this morning it's exciting news because we're going to announce our winner of the All Blacks experience. It's, it hasn't. There's a little bit of a kink here, though. So we've been running this caller of the month situation, right? And we've taken some great calls over the over the month. We've had different people calling. We've had a call of the week each of the weeks. We've had some fantastic stuff. Um, and, and we've got the winner, but we can't find the winner. And we're worried the winner's phone's been disconnected. So what we're going to do after this is we're going to play some of the call back from the winner, and then we're going to need the public to track the winner down and tell him to get in touch with us for this All Blacks experience, thanks to Ballpark Entertainment. So it's non-conventional, but it's exciting all the same. It's Baz and Izzy for breakfast, 23 and a half minutes away from nine, back with the winner of the All Blacks experience shortly. 19 minutes away from 9 o'clock. 0800-150-811 is the Kennard's Hire phone line. Give us a call before the end of the show if you want to get in touch for anything. Double eight, double three, two. Lots of texts this morning. Love hearing from you. And you could be winning and sleeping in a temper bed. Vote $10,000 for text of the month. And text of the week. Uh, a lovely temper pillow valued at $299. But thanks to Ballpark Entertainment. We have been running a competition for Call of the Month. We've had some awesome correspondence on our first month on air, and we love hearing from you. So please always do continue to call any show, any stage. We love hearing from you, prize or no prize. We've had some fantastic correspondence along the way. And even yesterday, Jason called in and had a very fiery conversation with Ricardo with a call of the week, we thought, right up until the Sunday. That was great. So thank you, Jason. He also got stuck into Grant Robertson. So it was passionate. We don't mind if it's happy, angry. Passion is what we want at SENZ. But our caller of the month, we decided, was a guy who called actually this show, and he was talking about community sport and the value of community referees. And we thought it was really summed up the kind of values we like to represent at SCNZ. The issue is we can't get in touch with him. Here's his voice. It's James. This was the call, and then we'll work out how to get in touch with him after the after we hear this. I coach my son's team, and most weekends I'll ref the games as well. Uh, we kind of share between either both coaches, but a lot of the times I'll probably just ref the whole game. Um, and I remember when I first started, it was quite difficult. You know, you hear people on the sidelines uh, making comments and whatnot. And so you've got to try and block it out sometimes. But it's got a lot better uh, as I've done it more often. So I'm in my like fourth year now. So it's a lot easier for me to take critiques. And we've done a lot of work um, in our region around how coaches and parents uh, need to be on the sidelines. Um, and that's really being pushed hard by the union. So it's gotten a lot better now. Thank you, James. It was an important conversation to have that morning. Um, and we need to find you. We need to find you, James. You're going to answer your phone because I want to hook you up with this All Blacks experience, all thanks to Ballpark Entertainment. It was a good conversation of the morning, wasn't it, Baz? Yeah, absolutely was, mate. Hey, um, just trying to find James. Uh, do you remember the old game, Where in the World is Carmen San Diego? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah, maybe there's a Where in the World is James? Come on, James. <laughs> Let us track you down, James, because we're trying to give you a gift. We're not the tax man. We're not 
We're not trying to chase you down over things you owe. We're trying to give you something. It should be easy to find, eh, Is Maybe you've got plenty 100%. of contacts. You can find them somehow, is he? Well, James is probably the most common name going around in the world at the moment. But if you know, understand that voice, James, if you listen to the show, any, any friends of that voice, get in touch with James. We want to we give him something. We want to celebrate his amazing call because, to be honest, we need to chat about that more about the referees and, 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 and how important they are to our game. And I thought Brendan Pickerel on Saturday refereed that match in the All Blacks test very well. Uh, obviously, a lot of calls coming in from the test match. Previously, Dave Rennie saying that the All Blacks gave away far too many penalties in, in the red zone, which is their defensive zone on their own line, and weren't getting any, any discipline from it. So he made that call early. He refereed it very well. He let the play play on and he made the hard calls when Adi Savia got uh, a yellow card as well so that's some great conversations chatting about refs and how important they are to our game Bez absolutely maybe James prefers Jimmy rather than being called James a little bit like you you prefer Izzy rather than Israel <laughs> perhaps <laughs> hey Louis yeah Louis <laughs> Has, has anyone ever asked me Lovely. what I prefer, Bez? <laughs> oh, look, I know, I know you guys you got your name. Lovely. I know you guys got your names on the wall, but it does say it right there: breakfast with Baz and Izzy. Yeah. Um, hey, I don't know. Maybe so, I just like being formal every once in a while, just to kind of really feel like maybe there's, there's a I don't know. There's just a level we can go to. But thank you, Brendan. Izzy. Brendan. 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 Do you know yeah. someone in the office is having a crack because apparently you, they reckon your name should be pronounced Brendon. And like, it's not even Brendan, it's Brendon. Yeah, well, Baz is fine. Like, that's that's okay, you know. We don't all live in the centre of Auckland and have to use formal names where the rest of the country can operate around nicknames, you know. Yeah. Baz is good, Izzy is good, Louie's good. It's, uh, Trudy. <laughs> Trudy. Keza. Keza. Trudes. Joe. Trudes. Daisy. Joe, Smithy, Joe, Staffy, <laughs> Beave. Yeah, I know we I know we've got to get to an air break, but can we have a quick update? A quick update on Joe. How was your weekend? How's your flatmates? Uh, my flatmates were alright. I, I crashed my car on Friday, so that was that wasn't great. Uh, <laughs> rode that off, uh, and yeah, I, 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 the flatmates are alright. I didn't have a great sleep last night because um, one of my flatmates brought a, a girl home at eleven thirty. Uh, he doesn't have a proper job, obviously. <laughs> Is quite loud. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of there's oh, a lot going right. on at your flat. So it's always a gamble when you throw to Joe, and I like because he's got his finger around the delay button as well. So if he wanted to sabotage us, <laughs> oh yeah, I could, I could say something and then, and then dump, yeah, delay it. Yeah, yeah. Very good. All right. Okay. <laughs> Interesting update. Thanks, mate. Ba this is the Baz and Izzy show for breakfast on ECNZ. It is coming up 12 minutes to nine. Seven and a half minutes away from Ian Smith taking the torch through till midday. Double eight, double three is the text line. Keep your texts coming in if you want to be the texter of the month for a temper beard. We've given away the caller of the month to James. We just need help to find James. Anyway, I'm sure we'll track him down. It is time for Sleep On It. With Smithy, thanks to Temper, they've got mattresses, pillows, and adjustable bases which conform to the exact shape of your body for unrivaled comfort and support. Baz? Yes. Uh, yeah, Smithy hasn't actually got his headphones on. So that's what we're dealing with. Been a broadcasting oh, for the best part of been the best part of broadcasting for 35 years. He hasn't even got his headphones on. 
And I tell you <laughs> what, he, he won't he won't know where James is unless James was at Turks. Uh, if he's at Turks, then Smitty will find him. Absolutely no doubting that. Good morning, Smitty. Morning, gentlemen. How are you this morning? Good, mate. Good. You notice that the old West Indies uh, Pakistan test match is going down to the wire. 26 required, two wickets in hand. Looks like it's a bit of a thriller. Yeah, I, I've uh, been watching a lot of golf actually this morning. It was a seven-way playoff. A seven-way playoff, I think, in the PGA. That's unbelievable. Really? Um, so quite amazing there. Uh, yeah, um, and also, of course, England. England uh, and who are they playing? India, yeah, India. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. going to gonna be a tight last day as well with 160 in front with four wickets left or whatever. Reshut punt there. Yeah, so some interesting yeah. test cricket. Yeah, man. Mate, what about... Um, what about on the weekend? Did you, you get your little four-leg multi up again? Is that true? I did, actually. Yeah. So I made the punters very happy, chappies. Uh, I'm a good weekend sort of a bloke, actually. Uh, my record at the weekend is far <laughs> superior than it is during the week, has to be said. So, yes, $5.47 <laughs> per unit came through. Um, and, um, yeah, very good. Very, very happy with that. White Cato, how about that? White Cato. Smithy, how was Golf Friday? Had you play well? Oh, yeah. No, I played, um, I think, Busted something uh, is probably the absolute <laughs> best description, uh, is he? I played very, very poorly on Friday. Uh, I couldn't seem to just get any sort of rhythm going. It just, just didn't happen for me. So uh, I lost. Um, shot very, very high into the 90s, which is not good. Um, so came back yesterday. Didn't want to give it away. So came back yesterday and was pretty much equally as bad. So I think it's his job. I, I'm, I'm, I think it's just affecting my game more than I thought it would. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm playing. Oh. I'm playing Bridge Par. I'm playing Bridge Par on the yeah. weekend. Is it playing very well? Is it playing good at the moment? Beautiful, beautiful, absolutely spiffing, mate. There's uh, all sorts of new drainage and that going in there, um, and you know moves afoot to change other areas of the course. I'm told, so they're just not sitting there with the asset that they've got. They're working pretty hard at Bridge Par. So uh, there was some uh, guests there yesterday. There was uh, there was a couple of. Uh, Blair Pocock was there, former Test cricketer. George yeah. Worker was there yesterday. The legendary oh, Ant Neetle was there. Ant Neetle oh, was there yesterday. Ed. I mean, oh, it's just the who's oh. who. Who's who. Yeah. yeah. Awesome, you didn't find mate. James, did you? We're trying to find James. He won the he won the, no. the text of the month. No, well, it wasn't the caller of the month he won, but we can't find James. His phone's gone off. So we're going to try and reach out and find him. What about the Ramfurly Shield, Smitty? Yeah, uh, comfortable. Very comfortable, I thought. Um, once they withstood that first uh, 15 or 20 minutes, Otago really didn't just do enough with the, the advantage that they had. Ash Dixon, missing Ash Dixon and a couple of others, so it was, wasn't easy for them. So they showed a bit of depth, and that's a good thing going forward. Uh, hey, Smitty, right, Izzy, your you turn to uh, ask Smitty this question. Yeah, yeah so I asked you last right. week uh, the temper sleep on it. Does the Ramfilly Shield still have its aura? And uh, what's your thoughts, mate? Yeah, I think it does. Uh, it's pretty easy to sit here and say that when you've got it. When you haven't seen it for uh, 30 or 40 years, it probably hasn't. But um, like some of the minor unions that are around the country now, probably uh, will not get a chance to see it under the current structure of that competition. But it has. It has got, uh, if you've got it, and you can see it, and you can walk past it at the ground. Uh, and I'm sure for those teams that challenge as well, it's got that aura because it's, it just adds a bit of extra dimension to each game. But I think so. Is Yeah, I, I think it has. I, I, I dread the day when it hasn't. 
Um, and I, the crowd at McLean Park was pretty good. Wouldn't say it was brilliant, but the All Blacks were playing straight afterwards. Um, they'd be wanting uh, more next time, I would think. So, yeah. Hey, look, it, it, I, certainly if you talk to the players who are around the Shield, um, they certainly mm. think it brings just that little bit extra to each each fixture. Yeah. Awesome. Yep. Awesome, That's mate. And uh, what do you got coming up on your show? You have a big show in, oh, in right. store, wouldn't you? Yes, well, you see, uh, it's a top... 25 sporting moments right from the get-go. I've got an interesting guess for that. I'll let, I won't tell you who it is. Uh, is he? Just remember that um, this bloke created a bit of history uh, on a Monday morning too, just like we have this morning. Uh, after that, we've got David Nika, one of your buddies, I'm sure, uh, is. So David Nika is going to talk to yep. us from quarantine uh, about his plans nice. going more uh, forward more than anything else. Uh, he's going to go pro. Justin Marshall after 10 o'clock with his review preview. Just where this, where's the All Black season heading now? It looks like mainly mm. to Perth, and who knows after that. Uh, and then we've got uh, the panel, Louis Herman Watt with Paul Moati before uh, 11 o'clock, and then Andrew Voss on the NRL wrap from the weekend uh, after 11. Plus all the callers and texts that are coming in. So, yeah, pretty busy morning. I'm going to have a stab in the dark here, and you've got Michael Campbell on. I'm going to have a stab in the dark here and go, you Michael Campbell on, haven't you? Well, wait and see, is. You know, <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you what. Mate, I'll tell you how close you are, mate. I'll tell you how close yeah. you are. Michael Campbell and my guest were both New Zealanders. <laughs> but let's be fair. God. Let's be fair as well, Smitty. There's no way Izzy is working one minute past nine, so he won't. He won't hear what happens. What happens on your show? But all the very best with your show today, Smitty. And uh, just make sure you're listening to Smitty's tips leading into the weekend because he gets you paid with his multi he's red hot in the weekends with that anyway it's been a big morning again for us on a monday a great monday as well celebrating success of the all blacks with the bledisloe cup but also the warriors three from three and do they believe they're just hanging in there who knows we had jamie wall on this morning tony kemp and we had aaron smith who delivered one of the great lines you'll have to go and watch our pod listen to our podcast to hear that but a big thank you to all of our our team, to Louie, to Trudy, to Karen, to Joe. Um, big thanks to all of you guys, and make sure you listen to the rest of today. SNZ Smitty is up next from all of us here on Baz and Izzy Breakfast. Kakitiano. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91